Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. 
Grass can be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just sprayed. I had to get this like throat. It's called Singer's throat spray. I use that. Yes. On tour. I just found it like at Whole Foods in it's Nashville. To, and they don't have it in LA no more. I can't find it anywhere. Really? Yeah, the Singer's one. Yeah. Nashville the non-alcohol spray. Yeah, yeah. Or, no. It's either Whole Foods or Turnip Truck in Nashville. You heard but of that Singer spray? No. It's Why? Good. It's like all natural no, shit. I it's do not use these sprays. Very bad, my friend. Strong like bull. Yes, yeah. yes, it will make you addictive. You know, you don't have it. I'm recording right panic. now too, bro. Yeah. I like what you're saying though. No, no, but I heard this early on when singing and I was like, I need to spray or coat up. And then my okay. teacher was like, look, he's like, those are great, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be addicted to it. And when you don't have it, oh, yeah. your throat, you're going to feel thing. funny. And it's yeah. a mental, yeah. Okay, I, I get and it. And he's like, so he's like, try early on not to get hooked on anything like that, except for like tea, water, the simple things, you know. But, okay. Throat coat's cool too. But the one thing about it also, he was like, also those things coat your throat and you don't know if there's a real problem with your throat. Right. When there Absolutely. is a serious problem. Absolutely. So well, like, I think I did a thing careful. on Instagram saying like I was losing my voice or whatever. And it's like a doctor actually DM'd me saying just lots of water and go mm, yes. like humming yes. kind yeah. of uh, moistens it's, it's, the vocal cords. It definitely so massages Straight from the doctor. Cords. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So screw yeah. the, the spray. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just no, be careful. I just say to yeah, be careful with it because it could be addictive where you're like, oh my God, I totally, don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, can't, I can't sing without yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's but like anything. No- it's like, co- we were just talking about coffee. It's like the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning is coffee. And <laughs> if I don't too. get my coffee, then it's like, <laughs> I know. how can I live through my day? It's yeah. super addictive. How am I going to get through my day? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Also, exactly. also, like they always say like um, tea and honey. Which in reality, it's just like, you're not supposed to talk when you're losing your voice, especially on tour. You're supposed to have total rest. And honey is super sugary yeah and yeah, that's not really a big, not a good thing yeah like, he was like no like sugar almost over, women yes like over 10 years ago i, I totally bit david girl style he chews gum on stage yes uh, and that yeah, keeps you right. like your shit moist, like moist keeps yeah. your shit. that's crazy my and i yeah i do that teachers be like, are you out of your mind <laughs> like, are you out of your mind putting but, something in your mouth while I, you're singing yeah seriously i've always used it and but <laughs> that's cool there's no disrespect to grow i jump around i go crazy he just stands with the mic and rocks out it's different it's different oh, no it's different than a hardcore singer it. okay what? all right i jump Max. in the crowd like it's different it's a different it's a different energy, energy. Like, no yeah. disrespect sure. Not because we played a show in Boston and I fucking was singing and I spit my gum out into this dude's beard <laughs> in the front row and the whole show he had his I was like oh, you so can just sorry. see the water gum just I, like I brought him on this guy's beard <laughs> I brought him on stage we hugged he had a really perfect beard but the whole set I'm sorry, trying not dude. to cry laughing because my gum is in his beard and then we took a photo. He cut his beard. Uh, I bet he was appreciative, Toby. Yeah, I'm sure amazing. he was super stoked that your gum landed in his beard. Yeah, this podcast Absolutely. has already been recorded, so welcome to the podcast, yeah. Jessica Miller. <laughs> oh, and thank man, you. It's your first podcast. My first. I was like a little nervous on my way here, no. to be honest. Oh, no. Come yeah. on, this is conversation. It's so true. Yeah. Well, thankfully it's you guys. I mean, sure. or else I'd be like. Right. Hiding under this table right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's, it's super chill combo. We're just in my yeah. kitchen. Derek Green's here. You can tell hey. by his wonderful voice. Yeah. How are you all nice doing? Nice to see you, Derek. Thanks Yeah, we're here. There's no yes. cameras. There's no lights. We're just in my kitchen. Yeah, I actually wasn't yes. sure if there were going to be cameras or anything. Uh, no. So I was I, like, I don't play didn't that. do... Right. As no, you can see, I showed up in like a wrinkly shirt that You're I slept in last night. How many so. copies have you had today so far, though? Uh, I think it was six or seven no in the judgment. hotel. What? That size? Not that size. No, not the oh, size. Like, like you oh know, like co- cups in a hotel. Like they're like tiny oh, little yeah, like saucer cup. things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh no, so, saucer. Like, big. but I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm getting. I'm sure I started drinking a lot more coffee in the last 
couple months, I would say. I, mm. I'm i not sober, but I've stopped drinking alcohol in the last couple months just wow. to take like a more mindful, you know, especially after mm-hmm. the pandemic. It was nice. like drinking wine every day and I felt yeah. like every day is the end of the world you're not sure what's yeah totally yeah. totally and it was right. just like I didn't want that relationship to alcohol anymore mm-hmm. so I went to Arizona to see my sister and it was so like sp- had this spiritual vibe of the I'm from the desert I'm from Vegas yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was oh, just wow. in my notes yeah so it was just uh, <laughs> hell yeah did your homework and um yeah I just kind of was like you know what? I'm just gonna take a break and so since but since I've stopped drinking alcohol and I'm not saying I'm not sober I'm just like taking right. a little bit of a mindful break um nice. I've been drinking a lot more coffee mm-hmm. yeah Does so it suppress your appetite too so do you eat mm-hmm. later on in the day if you have a lot of coffee in the morning like you can just go and go actually yeah now that I you do. mention it yeah, yeah, I guess I, I do. do. Yeah, I kind of do a little fruit in the morning. Yeah, um, and they kind of like graze throughout the day. But you're right; it's always like dinner. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Way. I need like, dinner. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I did. And you know what? Yeah. I never really, I haven't noticed that in the last couple of months. But you're it right. It you up in a, in yeah. a way, right? It uh, kills your appetite. Coffee. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your average isn't really seven a day. You're just you're like you're on vacation right now. <laughs> I'm on a little alcohol vacation and uh, alcohol free, alcohol free, and uh, caffeine is keeping me company. At you the used to black coffee usually. What's that? no? Uh, either do like some oat milk or okay, almond yeah, milk. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had a weird relationship with coffee just over yeah, a couple years. It was like really fast. It was really short. And it was terrifying seeing you on it. To tell that, you really? Like, yeah, because it's like a real drug to me. Like I've never done oh, any, any kind of drug, and that that just rips through my body. As like, you can see, naturally, he's already like hyped up. Yeah, you know, with life. Yeah, yeah. Don't, so oh, we love you for coffee that. on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that I just like scary face. <laughs> I haven't had coffee like in almost three months. The last time I had, I was at Crossroads with Tim Millhouse, and. My son left his coffee there or something. I drank some of it. Maybe I drank all of it, but it was three espressos in one. I didn't Ooh. realize what it was. Oh, my And I God. swear to God, my heart started going crazy. I was yes. like, Tim, I'm going to go to the hospital. I have to go to see the sign. I'm having a heart attack. Coffee's not good for me. Or, or it makes me super jittery, shittery, dehydrated. Yeah. I do feel yes. dehydrated. That's I what's like so hard. So Dr. Andy Huberman says, do not drink coffee. Wake up first 90 minutes, then drink your first coffee. Because then you don't crash as hard. If you look that up, uh-huh. it's an interesting thing he talked about. Okay, a lot of All my right. friends have been doing that since the episode we dropped. With that. Ninety minutes, yeah, That's a lot. That's and go outside, get sunlight first, get sun in your face first thing. It's yeah. interesting, yeah. I'll see, I'll see if it makes a difference. Yeah, but I know that, uh, yeah, coughing and you, you know, Thank it can you. also Thank give some. Yeah, no, no, that. I mean, coffee can also give you like anxiety as a young oh, kid. Oh, for I was sure. Drinking, yeah, I didn't know what was going. You were drinking on. Sanka with your mom. I was drinking Sanka, and then I would have a cup of Sanka, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I feel like I'm going into a death trip. Like it was like yeah. everything is black and anxiety and Damn. craziness, and I stopped drinking for many, many years. I did well. I stopped drinking for many months, and I went to matcha in the morning that is because awesome. I started feeling jittery right. with coffee. But when I was in Arizona and kind of going through this new spiritual spiritual trip that I'm on, whatever you want to call it, I remember my sister and I went to Starbucks, and I it's like you're saying like I had a coffee, and I was like woo, like it was like a rush, like yes. drugs. And but that's why people drink are. it, don't they? they keep Here we are, yeah. Some so. people like the taste. Some but people, I guess, you know, yeah. 
This is a coffee episode. It's pretty sick. I know. <laughs> um, well, you're born in Vegas. Raised born and raised. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know many people born she, in Vegas. Born She's the raised. second guest I've had from Vegas. Yeah. No really? way. Like, Who else? Braden. Braden. He's a skateboarder. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And then you call it a vegan. What do you call a person from Vegas? A veganite. I don't know. That's, <laughs> a, that's a great question, but I would love if it's a vegan because vegan. Yeah. It's like. Vegan Square, I Yo, guess. <laughs> not for nothing, man. Las Vegas has got a lot of vegan crazy stuff going on there. Now. Really? It's pretty, yeah, man. There's a lot of things are happening there in Vegas. Did not new Crossroads. I was just going to say, I knew there's the a new Crossroads stuff, open. Like, there's, okay. a, there's a lot of options, like spots. Okay. Well, also, a lot of people are moving out there now. It yes, seems this is like true. My brother moved there. No shit. And his whole, his really? wife and kids moved there, yeah. It's crazy. And there's a whole community and neighborhood of a bunch of rockers from yes. LA all in the yeah. same yeah. kind of Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, we were talking about. Why do you think they're moving there? Cheaper, cheaper, More space, mm-hmm. no taxes, taxes, Boom. No taxes. I mean, big Cali's great, but fuck, <laughs> so I mean, we're paying we're for it. We're paying for the greatness here. I know we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, but it's so good. I know. But the heat in it's Vegas, hard man. To it. So how was it growing yeah. up there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it felt really normal. And I, of course, I know. Like, I had this reaction. People are like, "Fuck, you're from Vegas," you know. But to me, it was just when I think of Vegas, I think of the desert and the sunsets, yeah. and I love that desert heat. That almost like a hair dryer is just blowing yeah, at you when you walk. Yeah. Like I fucking love Horrifying. that that dry heat. So, but yeah, both my parents were in the business. You know, my dad was a stagehand, my mom was a showgirl, and worked with David Copperfield. And so Whoa. I was around it as a kid. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but aside from like. Uh, like slot machines being in the grocery stores, <laughs> like it totally <laughs> felt normal to me. And yeah. like I said, when I think of Vegas, I think of Red Rock Canyon, and it's there's so much beauty there. Mm-hmm. And I used to date a guy, and he's like, oh, "I fucking hate Vegas. I can never get this guy to go back to Vegas with me and visit family." And uh, no, I hate. I was like, "You don't know Vegas." And like I mean, when I tell Vegas. people, you have a different people, perspective. Though, oh my god, yeah. Like yeah. when people ask me, "What should I see in Vegas?" Like go to Red Rock Canyon. Well, I was gonna say go to Lake Mead, but Lake Mead is not really there anymore unfortunately mm. <laughs> lake mead's drying up mm. unfortunately but um it's just so beautiful there yeah. i just love the vibe of the desert and yeah no, my sister's in phoenix now and mm. I, desert feels like home to me it's okay. there's a so you energy there again no i don't know if i could live <laughs> in vegas again <laughs> Callie's got me hooked. I don't yeah. know. There's something about Callie that, that that's got me hooked. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing, man. But you also have the desert in California. True, true. You know? So it's like you could be in the ocean and then what, a few hours later you're in the desert. So it's I yeah. feel like California is so diverse and has so much to offer. But I don't know what it is about like living where you're from. I don't know. Yeah. Something or kind going of, back there or like I don't know. Going back is great, but yeah. like I, I just I guess Yeah. Could you be oh, in Massachusetts? No, because no, I was barely there. I was only there as a baby. <laughs> yeah. Now, Rhode Island, I mean, I love Rhode Island. Where okay. Newport, Rhode Island, is beautiful beaches. Could and you all imagine that. yourself being no, there? No, absolutely really? not. Really? No. Not even like a vacation home or? No. Damn. I'd okay. like a, I would love to have like a little spot in See? Vegas. but there you go. Okay. That's. that's and my dad's still there. My okay, older sister and my yeah. nephews are still there. So I love going back, but. Visiting's different. Yeah, yeah. visiting's different. Yeah, I like different. to visit. I don't, I don't know why I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> to be quite honest, because you live other it. places and you love other places, yeah. you travel yeah. the whole world. For you know now, I, I mean? love Cali, and, and you know, yeah. we talk diversity in Cali. Yeah, so much diversity, yeah. and we even talk about my husband's Danish, so we talk about like, oh, would we want to live in Denmark? And Denmark. I don't know, I'm sure you guys have been to Denmark, yeah. and it's yes. fucking yes. cool there. It and how's cool. your Danish? Non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent. 
but everybody speaks English there. It's like yeah. I did. True. I did try during the pandemic. I did like the Duolingo thing. Oh, nice. And, nice. You know, I learned how to say like potato, like kartoffla, and like. And, but like every time <laughs> I would kartoffle? try to like say something to <laughs> Lars, my husband, it was like, no, that's not how you say it. No, that's not how you say it. So I could never get the pronunciation. They used their mouth and their tongue in a way that we're just not. And you want to get it right too. You don't. Yeah. Make yeah, yeah. So, but. I'm telling you, you it's go to Denmark, the second you land, you hop in a taxi, they speak English. You oh, go yeah, like, of course. I think a lot like of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Like oh, my God. It's just normal for them to. Well, unfortunately, I think you go almost anywhere in Europe and they speak English. And it's, I think. It's, <laughs> well, okay. You go. Well, you guys know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying. A I, lot of places. You're right. A lot of you're places. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Except so. for maybe like mm. Greece. All right. Okay. I haven't okay. been to Greece since I was like. 16 so i can't really either, yeah. speak to okay. greece so you so what was it like growing up there how are you and your family awesome family yeah strict family no okay not strict no at all I no was, um okay. brothers sisters i have two sisters a younger sister and an older sister um you're in the middle i'm in the middle which one yes. does the news uh, my my little sister That's Danielle, awesome. yeah, cool. Danny. She's what in she Phoenix. In? She's a news reporter in Phoenix. Oh she's wow, awesome. it. yeah, yeah, she's killing it. Cool. Yeah, she's um she's awesome. She's my best friend. She my older sister, she, her she's six years older than me, so okay. she was kind of off doing her own thing. So my little sister and I were, you know, glued at the hip, awesome. and nice. um, it was good. You know, we went through a lot of ups and downs with my folks. They kind of had their their issues not issues but struggles i would, I yeah, would are put they still it. together no they're not together okay. but thankfully friendly um awesome. but uh yeah they divorced when i was six okay um my dad was and he would be if he were sitting here he would be even more open than i would be you know he was an alcoholic and <laughs> right. he had a liver transplant uh Whoa. 12 years ago almost from wow. cirrhosis Due to alcoholism, um, so yeah, we went through a lot of. And my older sister has a different dad than okay. um, Danny and I. So Danny and I were around my dad a lot when he was drinking, and you know we ended up in Child Haven a couple times because he was driving under the influence with us. And um, what, what is that? What's that to the listeners? Child Haven. Child Haven's, uh, I guess, for where foster kids mm -hmm. are wow. taken. Okay. Um, yeah, just because my mom my mom was living in Laughlin at this point for a couple of years, and so she couldn't get to Vegas in time to get us. So we ended up in a child haven for like two nights once. And wow, um, yeah, had they had like a little school that we attended for a couple of days, and um, yeah, that that happened twice with my dad um, before my mom could come. Uh, actually, the second time, my sister Nicole came and got us um, from from that thing. So it was. Um, <laughs> It's interesting because, like, hearing that, it sounds really traumatic. And yeah. looking back on it, okay, it is. But I remember my childhood. It's pretty great. Like I said, I love Vegas. I love yeah. the desert. I remember just, like, walking around with my friends and that desert heat and mm -hmm. going and seeing shows and concerts, being really into music from the time I was, like, 11 or 12. Oh, wow. And so I don't. And also, like I said, I had my little sister, Danny, going through all this shit. So yeah. mm -hmm. I can't imagine having done it without her. So I don't look back on it like as a right. traumatic childhood, yeah. even though both my parents struggled with yeah. addiction. Mm -hmm. um, I loved growing up in Vegas. And I just yeah. remember being at the pool and 
whatever. Just live you know? being a kid, yeah. Yeah. What, was, so. what was some of the concerts you were going to at a young age? Jeez. What kind uh, of stuff were you into? Metallica. I first wow. saw them when I was twelve. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. My mom. My mom <laughs> took me, wild. and we were. I'm not kidding. Like literally up in the nosebleeds with binoculars. No. <laughs> I think way. the Load what albums had just came out, and so the, the, the oh, Load. The load. Yeah, the load albums are like my favorite albums because they're so. Uh, wow. So they were like the first Metallica albums yeah. I got into. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, I think that was what, like ninety six. Yeah. Wow. I was sixteen in two thousand, so yeah, that had to be like ninety six. She went to metal. Yeah. Yeah, Pantera. I mean, mm-hmm. Vulgar Display of Power was like my. I think I lived on that for the whole year of my thirteenth year. Right. And I saw them at Ozfest um, wow. when Ozfest came to town. Uh, Do you go to shows with your sisters? A lot of shows. <laughs> well, not my sisters. Okay. Unfortunately, I couldn't oh. get my sisters to get into the shit. So how did you, how did you get into metal? Like through a friend or something? Honestly, my two girlfriends, Lisa and Shannon. Um, hi, Shout Lisa, Lisa and Shannon. Shannon. What up? Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. happening, girls? I haven't the seen them in a while. So they got you into it? They got me into Metallica, Ramones, nice. Pantera. Yeah, I owe it all to them. Like my kind of musical journey, if you will. Like yeah. it was all them. And I don't even know, maybe their, I think their dad was really into like metal and their older brother was into like Rage Against Machine and mm-hmm. shit. So that I think they probably got it, got influenced by them, and I totally just hopped on that wagon with right. them. And cool. thank God, yeah, because I loved it. And yeah. think it was really cool. I actually was just in Kentucky and um, saw the Seven Dust guys, Lujan. I Seven Dust, yeah. I, I used to go see Seven Dust every year. They would come to Vegas for New Year's Eve at the Huntridge. And when Huntridge I s- Theater is a great spot. That's a. Oh, I don't yeah, even know if it's right. there anymore. It a bunch, yeah, but. Every yeah. New Year's Eve, I would go see Seven Dust, and it was like, "Fuck!" We looked forward to that every year, and so when I saw him, I was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. he could not <laughs> have been like the nicest guy. So, so nice. it was like They're a really cool. They're still touring, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They were just in Kentucky and rocked it. It was that's cool. It was cool. I literally haven't seen them since I was like 13 years old. So wow. it was really cool. So you're out and about, like just living, going to shows at a young age, and yeah. I was waiting for her to ask about how we. In school, how were you? Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, how were you in school? Yeah, I was actually really good in school. Um, yeah, I was a really good student up until I would say high school um, with zoning. Like, so all my friends who I had like was great in middle school. I had like a really good group of friends. Mm-hmm. Was a good student, and then when high school came around, all of them had to go to Cimarron <laughs> and I had to go to Cheyenne. So we had to go to different schools uh, and I had like no friends why, at high school. They, it's just like, by, um, by where you live. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's which high school you go to is determined by where you live. Okay. And unless you go to private school, of course, right. but I was in public school, Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, yeah. So I had absolutely no friends in high school and was pretty miserable. Oh. And I just, yeah, I honestly started ditching a lot. Mm-hmm. I would, sorry, mom, but I would like, <laughs> I would like walk out the door like I was going to school, and then at wait like twenty minutes and like jump back in through my window and just hang out in my room all day. And wow. yeah, she never knew. Um, wow, oh, you don't think man. she ever knew? I don't think so. Okay. I think so I got away with like it. Not calling. It or... wasn't calling in high school, which is weird because like is I weird. really. Yeah. I really enjoyed school when I was up until eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. But then I started modeling or modeling kind of dropped in my lap when I was 14. And wow. so I was like, oh, okay, I don't got to go to school and I'm working now. How, so how did just, somebody find you? How did that happen? So my older sister, Nicole, um, heard on the radio that uh, 
uh, modeling agent is like going to be at John Robert Powers. It's like these That's modeling like schools yeah. across, across the country. Um, and so she took me there to go meet this Hollywood agent or whatever oh, bullshit. Um, shady. Oh, it was a little shady, to be honest. It was like, it okay, shady. we go and meet them. And it's like, oh, $1,500 for runway classes and ah, yeah, $1,000 for headshots. And we right. don't have that kind of fucking dough. So... We were like literally walking out of the building and much to this guy's credit named Daniel at John Robert Powers, like stopped me as I was walking out the door. He's like, where are you going? Where are you going? And um, we were like, we don't got this kind of cash. Like, yeah. like, this is scary. We're out of here, you know? And <laughs> right. he's like, no, 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 I, I promise I'll get you with an agent and um, won't cost you a thing. And he actually did. He got me with an nice. agency here in Los Angeles. And wow. so I was going back and forth from Los Angeles back to Vegas Um for about six months, and then a agency in New York next. My my current yeah, agency. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, saw photos of me. Uh, actually, a girlfriend who's still one of my, actually is my closest closest and oldest friend till this day. She saw my photo, Corey Caster. Um, and was working at Next at the time, and I met her here in L.A. At uh, fuck, what was that? There was this restaurant on Wilshire. It's not open anymore. Like this big restaurant on Wilshire I remember meeting her there for the first time but mm. anyways she wanted to sign me and like the next day I flew to New York City and started doing shows at 14 and what oh had you God. been in New York 14? before never and no. who's bringing you back and forth yeah. from Vegas your parents uh my mom was a bunch and uh I would come here sometimes on my own as well wow. 14 oh yeah Man. wow yeah yeah, I remember going to, there was some nightclub on Sunset I remember going to. And I think I remember, I, I think I ended up at Mel's Diner across the street, like throwing up in the bathroom. Oh my God, <laughs> man. Yeah, I know. It's wow. crazy to think. Were you, like, were you like drinking some party and then at, oh, that, yeah. that, at that age? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. And it's crazy to think because I have step boys and my youngest is 15 and he seems so young and innocent yeah, to me. You yeah. know, it's like young, I was yeah. like modeling wedding dresses when I was 14 and That's in nightclubs drinking. So, yeah, yeah it, it's a fucking mind trip. Especially wow. being that young man coming yeah. to L.A. and shit. Yeah. Especially LA. You weren't scared of nothing? Oh, no. No, no, I was a little bit of a wild child. Okay. Yeah, I was a little bit of a wild child. Um, yeah, my parents, like I said, they kind of had their struggles when I was growing up and when I was a teenager. And so I didn't really have a lot of rules. I was yeah. um, kind of left to my own devices. So I was, uh, and I, my dad is definitely a wild child, you know, and I think I definitely got that from him. So yeah. I was, I was all about it. Yeah, I was like. What happens with school? Do you graduate? Or you just no. You know what? I never got my GED, and wow. yeah, it's kind of like something I'm. You can still do it. Self-conscious about, to oh, be yeah? honest. Ah. Yeah, like I think I, and my boys know now, but I think I like growing or when my my step boys were much younger, I would always tell them that I got my GED because I just wanted them to stay in school. They're now mm. pursuing music, and you know, it's like I got my GED. You guys got to stay in school, you know, yeah, and. Yeah. But no, I never got my GED. Um, I was meant to get it. Uh, my mom like kind of handed me a book when I started modeling and never really mentioned it again. And I was just off to the races. So wow. when I was 14 and traveling all over the world and... Did you start making lots of like, crazy money? Like you were like making a good living on it? I was making a pretty decent living. I would say when but I was... But you're living at home still, right? Yeah, I was going okay. back so and like, forth. Yeah, yeah. I was going back and forth from Vegas and just traveling wherever the jobs were taking me. No so. manager or like, or like a guidance person with you, like an adult, like a, my an mom would travel with me, okay. um, quite a bit. 
uh, and then when I was 16, she kind of stopped. I was like, no, I could do this on my own. And right. yeah, then like living in Paris by myself, I think it was there for like a few months and somehow made it out alive. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. man. I know. It's, it, I look back on this shit. And like I said, my, my youngest stepson, Bryce, is 15 and it's like, no fucking Like if you want to go, if you want to go do that now, if I had a daughter at 14, they no. want to go and do that now. But like. Hell if no, I had a daughter man. at 14, no. be like, yeah. dream on, sister. Dream mm. on. Yeah, no way. But there's something also amazing about that. Your freedom and, this, and you didn't just you was, weren't scared. You just went and did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah the opportunity just went for it. I just went for it. Yeah. I you was, really think about any kind of scary stuff. I don't know. It's just... Awesome. I mean, were you? Th- I mean, did you have any of those thoughts in your head, like, "Oh man, there's like some creepy people yeah, in the I, industry," or did you know anything mm, about the? Because it's a creepy industry. It, it, it is a creepy, creepy industry. industry. I just totally. watched yes. that uh, Victoria's Secret. Oh, the Victoria. I saw oh it caught my that. God. I saw it caught that. You know, um, I would say I'm pretty lucky in the sense there was nothing like super creepy that yeah. happened to me. But honestly, and especially when. A lot of like the Me Too movement yeah, was coming yeah. up. I a lot of people reached out and was like, "What's your story around the modeling?" And I actually have never really spoken about this um, publicly, and I've always wanted to. But it's, let's go. here's the opportunity. First podcast, let's yeah. go. First podcast bitches. Um, <laughs> it was always no man had ever made me feel. Of course, I remember this like creepy photographer that I was like 15, 16 working in Paris and wanted to take me to Mexico or some oh, bullshit. And I was uh, like, fuck no. you, dude. Yeah. But never like touched me right. or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. Right, like right. that. Um, but I would say it was women who really like not like sexually offended me mm-hmm. in any way, but just like and probably why I never really had a lot of girlfriends until I was like in my 30s. I just never trusted women. Super like competitive and competitive, but also like the women I was like working for, like stylists, editors, like literally calling me fat to my face wow. or just being so like talking shit about me publicly in magazines. Like wow. even though I had nothing to do with this, mm-hmm. never even worked with this woman. Like when you were younger, too, when I was, Oh, when I was a teenager. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, nothing like creepy ever happened to me, but it was in that sense, like trying to navigate, like being a young girl and trying to navigate like the modeling industry in terms of like being liked and being accepted right, and, right. Um, especially by women, you know, yeah, was um, being judged and being like, kind yeah, of that was bullied. that was the hardest thing for me. Um, and I, I guess I didn't really realize it at the time, but now looking back, I just it'll honestly feel bad for myself, like my my teenage self when mm. I think back, and it's like these women were being so cruel to a teenage girl, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and I just so harsh. I just can't even when I work, I still work with girls who are teenagers you yeah, know yeah. and i just make a point to be right. so like do you need anything how are you doing you know it's like <sighs> yeah if you can't get it from as a young girl if you can't like get some support from an older woman you know I who's know. been there done that it's like what the fuck you mm-hmm. know and so yeah, yeah thankfully nothing creepy ever happened but i would say it was just really difficult navigating like my relationships to women i guess like yeah and were you harsh on yourself about how you looked and oh, your weight and all fuck that fuck yeah fuck yeah <laughs> damn big right. time big time and my weight like went up and down and up and down and so it was a really difficult thing to 
especially as a teenager to just feeling pressure like can I eat that I can't eat that or totally were you well, self conscious before this before becoming a model like did you ever think about it like of course yeah but yeah. you know I guess like how most and I'm not just gonna say girls because yeah. of course boys men deal yeah. deal with weight issues or whatever you want to call everybody it as well. does. everybody yeah. does yeah. yeah um so i was conscious of it but not to the point where you know when i was modeling like i'd be like you said right. scared to eat yeah. something it's like magnified and there's cameras and there's photos and it's like yeah and there's certain jobs watching. i'm sure that people are they they're looking for a specific style of a person or yeah. they're looking for a certain look yeah. and if you of course you're not going to be able to do every job so i don't know if that weighs in on your your, you know, your your mind where it's like, man, I didn't get this, you know. Yeah, and it's also showing up to a job on set where there's a whole crew of people like waiting for you and you can't fit in the pants or whatever. I mean, that mm. just like crushes. For me, it's like I still get triggered. Like if I oh, like wow. have a pair of jeans that I haven't put on for a couple years and they like don't fit, I still, of course, I don't go in like, I mean, thankfully, um, I'm 38 now, so it's like I feel comfortable. Thank, finally starting to feel comfortable in my body. Thank, nice, thank right. God. Wow. Um, but you know, till this day, I'll still put on a pair of jeans, and if it doesn't fit right, it's like, okay, you're good, Jess, you're good. And mm -hmm. it, that goes back from showing up on set and not fitting in clothes, or you know, when I was working with Calvin Klein, I remember going home for a summer in Vegas and being an 18 year old, 18, 19 year old girl and just like having ice cream with my family, like totally innocent and then coming back and not being able to fit the clothes at Calvin Klein and losing my contract. And wow, um, dude. yeah. And then I saw this trainer after that who had me not eat fruit for weeks to like drop weight super right, fast. So right. then I was like terrified to eat fucking fruit for, wow, you know, so yeah, I did a lot of and that's, up and down that with you throughout your life. Obviously, oh, for sure. Talking, yeah, yeah for like, sure. No, it's crazy. Like, Mentally kind of scarred from that kind of... Absolutely. Like, I yeah. swear, like, if yeah. I'm eating, like, a... Because he would tell me, like, which fruits have less calories or less mm -hmm. sugar. And, like, till this day when I'm eating, like, a banana or a mango, it's like, oh, I know that these fruits have more... But it's, like, it's mm -hmm. mentally scarring yeah. on you you know it's scarring. not to be funny but what fruits do have the most sugar because i think bananas. I, I'm, a weird, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crazy about sugar as well so i know bananas have potassium they're super good for you yeah, bananas, yeah. Are, bananas are great for you. but i'm just saying like what what, what, yeah. but, but what fruits have a lot of sugar like i'm not really i think i don't know maybe apples they mm. taste pretty sweet Oranges. mangoes <laughs> Mango. mangoes for shit. sure oh, mangoes are God. good it's just natural so good. sugar though man fuck i know no. exactly it's but I understand like the Damn. whole weight thing because I had this problem in high school. You did, yeah. You did as well, yeah. I did. It wasn't. It was because I was doing uh, wrestling. Ah, uh, mm. yeah. So it's yeah. all about weight. Totally. And I never thought about it, but it's just like everything you're eating, everything you're doing, just just weighed in. It was like scale, scale, yeah, scale all the time. Putting yourself on a scale and then mentally can drain you. Yeah, actually, Derek, really Derek till this day, I, I, when I go to the doctors, I still won't look at yeah. how much I weigh. Yeah, me. Either. And it's just, it's, <laughs> wow. I know, I know there's things, and it's fucked up. You know, yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah, fucked right. up, but I still, it's just like I'm just looking out for myself mentally. You know, yeah. it's like I know, I just don't need to know how much I weigh. Right. Like it's, and for I can't even remember the last time I actually looked at a scale to see how much I actually weigh. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. And then how much were you looking at scales during? You were like into the modeling like deep. A into lot it? when I was a teenager, yeah. for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, was there a certain amount of weight you wanted to weigh all the time and stick at that weight, or it just it fluctuated? Yeah, I think if I ever went like over 120 or something, I was yeah, scared. Right. And now it's, uh, I'm definitely above 120. <laughs> but like I said, thankfully, it took me 
I'm 38 and it took me this long to like finally start feeling comfortable in my body and damn man confident and yeah so but I like I'm saying I still have these things where I yeah, put on a pair yeah. of jeans and like it triggers me or I can't look at my weight when yeah. I get on a scale at the doctor's office and that's totally just from this yeah fear of like you said not being accepted or not yeah. being good enough and yeah getting to set and putting on pants or whatever and they don't fit and being called fat by the stylist like literally to my face oh she's just too fat for the clothes and god i fucking wow. wish i knew her naked oh, man. <laughs> oh my god but were you having fun some people need were to be called out on that shit yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry but were you having fun while you were doing it were you oh yeah the best life, like traveling i had a money? lot of fun yeah. yeah and as much as i and like kind of went with the job like all those things you talk about back then it seemed kind of normal like your weight and how you had to look but later on you think about it it's like yeah that's really fucked up the way they treated me Total. But I mean, during, I think, when you're in it, it's like you're in it. I think with any job, there's negative things, you know, yeah, that, yeah. and for me, I'm just so grateful for, um, like I said, I'm self-conscious that I didn't finish high school and didn't go to college, yeah. even though I could do that anytime. But fuck, the education I got traveling the world is, oh, yeah. you can't put a price on that. Hell no. Absolutely. You cannot put a price on that. So I'm so grateful for that. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't have any regrets at all. Would I let my daughter model at 14? Fuck no, but yeah. I, I don't have any regrets and I had a lot of fun, like, especially like when I'm in Paris and I meant it, like, I don't know how I got out of there alive because I was partying like crazy in Paris. Yeah. But that's interesting. You when I was you young. You wouldn't let your daughter, like, even if you were over, you know, watching or managing um, her, you I don't as as grateful as I am. I guess I would try to give my daughter or son, if mm -hmm. my son wanted to model, whatever, yeah. um, that kind of education without modeling. Like okay. if I could give them yeah. that education through travel, through mm -hmm. art, through music, through Beautiful. film. Right. You know, I That's would try point. to do it yeah. in a different way. And I I love my parents, and they're incredible, but they you know, they weren't taking me to museums and we went to right. Disneyland. <laughs> we didn't yeah. go to, right. you know, to different countries or anything like that. We just didn't mm -hmm. have the funds or whatever to yeah. kind of do that type of shit. So um, I would try to find a different way, I guess, to, yeah. mm -hmm. to provide that sort of education. I think I just wouldn't want that type of pressure on my kid. Uh, even yeah. like I, my kids are in private school and you know, they have to get like interviewed. <laughs> my step boys have to get like interviewed to get into schools. And yeah. I was like, if I ever, if Lars and I ever have a kid like public school, baby, like I don't want my yeah. kid being interviewed to get into some school. I just think when that you're sucks. a kid, it's yeah. like to have that kind of pressure of there's already enough pressure, you know, man. being a kid and especially a teenager that, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. My son modeled. He did a couple of things here and there. He's with LA models and he was with um, other people's children. And now Wilhelmina is interested. Yeah. And so he sent them uh, some photos were taken. Shout out to Kathy Brolin who took pictures of. Oh, Max. yeah. And then Gosh, he did so a video and good. sent it in. And now he's just waiting here back. And he, and he, he told me, he's like, they haven't hit me back. I'm like, don't worry about it. Just go surf. Go work at your job. Live your life. Don't. He's not really uh, only one. He doesn't just want to do that. If he can do it and have fun and make some money. But he's not like feeling the pressure he has to do modeling and he yeah, has to get, exactly. get picked for something. And that I think is a healthy approach. Yeah. For sure. Really carry the way. For know? sure. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think in that situation, I think that's, and he's 19 and he's already done some things here and there. Yeah, that. And especially if they want to make some extra cash. Totally. I mean, it's like if you could show up on set, make some, make some cash rather than like 
do whatever you know it's yeah. like why not so yeah and he never he never yeah, got bummed sure. when he didn't get things or anything like that he just went surfing forgot about it like it's just extra money to him probably i was gonna I mean? say and max has like he's fucking an incredible musician he yeah. surfs so he has other passions yeah. that yeah. fuel him totally yes, for yes. me when i was 14 yeah. modeling was my only thing and mm-hmm. when it didn't go right yeah. then it's like my right. whole world came crumbling down so thankfully max has like these other passions yeah. that fuel him as a human being you know and kind of fulfill that within him so modeling is just not his whatever it's like fuck if he could go make some extra cash then fuck yeah let's do it and have some fun and meet some cool people yeah and so you you didn't get things you were super harsh on yourself and like it's oh for sure yeah Yeah, i mean it's that's so much pressure as a young person too you know yeah and i was also um financially helping my family so i also had that pressure you know since i was 14 my mom had to start traveling with me so i had to start paying our bills Mm. and Uh, so it was a lot of pressure yeah and i I, i'm learning a lot more about it now that i'm an adult and i could kind of reflect back on it especially with like years of therapy (laughs) i'm like starting to like figure out oh that's why i do that um Mm. but uh yeah i guess when i was that age i just was kind of like on autopilot it was just kind of going just yeah. going yeah and how long did you do it like when did you uh, did you quit at some point no i haven't quit um yeah i still do jobs here and there um especially if something cool comes up yeah, but it, since the pandemic it definitely slowed down a lot sure um and also it's i love modeling and i'm so grateful for everything it's given me and like i said education yeah. and been able to provide for my family and whatever you name it all the friends i've made um but fashion has never been a passion of mine um and so uh in a i guess in a way it has but um yeah like i i love music we were just saying like i started yeah. this new project around music and i'm not a musician unfortunately <laughs> so bow down you to never you try to sing or play instruments or anything i played a little guitar when i was in middle school um but and i played a little bit now but nothing that i would want anybody to hear uh <laughs> no um yeah. but I, I just love it like i used to turn down like really big modeling jobs to i was like oh no sorry i gotta go see this band live and my wow. agent sorry lady she'd be like what you're turning down a job with helmet newton to go fucking see oh queens of the God. stone age i'm like yeah but they just released this really cool album and i gotta see it live and whatever you know like i love that though i love that yeah, yeah. and so that's always been my passion and mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm, i think kind of now looking for things to do that I'm more passionate about. And like I said, I still, I am a little bit passionate about fashion. So I would love to do a vegan shoe line. And that's kind of my, yeah. my dream. It's been a dream for a long time. And, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so I know fashion, you know, I've been doing it for 20 plus years and, yeah. uh, obviously being vegan is a huge, um, part of my life and yeah. a way of life for me. So, That'd be awesome. You did that. Um, so yeah, I think just finding other things that fuel me as as a as a person, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rather than and modeling is hard because it's kind of like you don't really have a. Um, and I'm sure you guys must understand. I mean, especially in the beginning of your careers as musicians, it's like you don't know when you're going to work next. Yeah, you know, true. it's oh. kind of like. Totally. I hate not having that control, especially yeah. as an. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, I did it for twenty plus years of kind of just being at the mercy of other people wanting me yeah, and yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. just i don't feel like thank god you know thankfully i'm in a place where i just don't need to bow down to that yeah. <laughs> anymore you know and so it's like now i want to just start doing things that are i'm passionate about I love like that. music or 
Animals. Animals. And, you know, and I do know fashion. So how can I blend the two vegan fat or vegan shoes? Yeah. Just, all, yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. But every now, if something cool comes along with modeling, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I'll so when did veganism come into your life? That was, um, I've been vegan since 2017. Um, but I actually was vegetarian before that for a couple years. Um, and I, I wanted to be vegetarian when I was like 17, 18 and I did try, but back to like the weight thing, I was so scared if I wasn't Uh, eating mm. like, you know, what trainers were like, you must have like grilled chicken, grilled fish and vegetables. And so I remember like for a couple weeks being vegetarian and I was so scared that I was gaining weight from eating beans and lentil or whatever, you know, legume. And so I just like, I was terrified. And so I was like, nope, I'm going back to like fish, chicken, vegetables or whatever bullshit the trainers were feeding me. And, you know, why'd you want to be vegetarian back then? I just was disgusted by meat. I guess like the thought of eating meat Mm -hmm. always, like I could never eat chicken from like a bone. It had to like, Mm. it just disgusted me. And, um, it's pretty gross. It always it's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Yes, it's disgust- it disgusted me back then. You said that, started visualizing. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and so yeah, I was just disgusted by it. Yeah. Um, but was just terrified of gaining weight, so that mm. kind of uh, trumped that that desire to mm. just not eat meat. Um, yeah. But Lars and I adopted two cats, Frey and Blue, my baby girls, um, in 2015. And I remember like I was, we were sitting at the dinner table and eating chicken or whatever we were eating. And I remember like looking down at the plate and like Frey and Blue were walking around the table. And I was like, how is this different than them? Like, I love these cats so much. Like, and I couldn't I, like it was then and there at the dinner table that I was like, I can't eat this. Like, why would I eat this but not eat them? <laughs> you know, yeah, and, it, right. and it was just like that, Light like having these off, animals yeah. in my house that I loved so much that I made that connection. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. so I went vegetarian, like literally right then and there. I was like, I can't eat this chicken. Like, wow. Right then and there. Um, and then a couple years later, I was, I had been volunteering with the cat shelter and loved them um nine lives in the Mm -hmm. bay area um and i kind of saw this film turlock um i think it's called turlock Um, i've heard of that have you nope um new thing to watch animal place uh who i work with now um a farmed animal sanctuary they made this film um with uh uh keegan okay yeah yeah um cowspiracy yes exactly yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um and uh, um, I saw this, I came across it and was like bawling my eyes out watching Animal Place went into this farm where they had abandoned like 5,000, no, I think it was even more, like thousands and thousands of chickens. They like wow. ran out of money and just left all these chickens to mm-hmm. just wither away basically. And Animal Place went in and rescued 5,000 of them. Wow. And they had documented this. Um, and... Um, and I was watching this video, like, I remember Lars walked in the bedroom and I was like bawling my eyes out. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, it's this video where Animal Place has gone in and rescued these chickens. It's and, heavy, man. And they needed volunteers to help with health checks on, on chickens. And so I was like, I'm going to go fucking try this. I've never been around chickens before. Mm-hmm. And I was at Animal Place the next day. 
helping out with health checks on these chickens. And literally that day, I was like, I don't want any more part in the egg industry. Because right. at that point, I was vegetarian. So I was still eating eggs and yeah. yogurt or whatever bullshit. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, done. I don't want any part of this. So it was like the animal connection for me. Yeah, it's like right. I didn't want to harm any creatures, you know, at all. So um, was your family and everybody around you supportive of that decision? really supportive oh that's good yeah Yeah, thankfully Mm -hmm. really supportive um yeah i I would say the most frustrating thing would be like i said like we would go to animal place or whatever for an event and then like come home and they'd still be eating meat and i'd be like how the fuck can you still eat this (laughs) stop in and out on the way home yes and so (laughs) so not supportive in the sense that they you know like it's hard for people to put that connection together though and they see that or they're played and how it served you it's hard for people to really put that into perspective unless they see a documentary yeah. or see like a slaughterhouse video or but, something like that. But also I was going to ask like do you miss like did you like the taste of meat or anything like do you did you miss that at all because like, a lot of people have a hard time giving up because like, yeah. I can't imagine like I love the taste and none of texture. Yeah. I don't miss the taste of meat at all like okay. even like the fake burgers and mm-hmm. stuff Hard. i'll eat occasionally mm-hmm. but i'm not a big fan of like processed Me food either, so i don't I, I guess i eat tofu i guess that's processed Th- that's, but, what um, I, that's the most I eat, yeah, yeah right. i eat a lot of tofu but my um, stomach's not down with the fake meat stuff yeah anymore. i just don't mm-hmm. i don't eat a, occasionally i will you know especially mm-hmm. if you go to crossroads yeah. they make like yeah. insane burgers and right. yes whatever so but once in a while it's a treat once in a while it's a treat but no i okay. i did not miss the taste of meat at all and right. everyone you know, or yeah. not everyone but a lot of people I meet are like oh I can yeah. never give up cheese and right, right. I'm like have you tried vegan cheese like it's so good <laughs> there's it's okay, getting so better it's getting it's way getting better, way yeah. better. Yes. yeah totally and, I think that's um, the main thing needs to be worked on in the vegan world is cheese but there I are agree. a lot of good ones though. I agree they're getting there Rich Roll's wife has a great one um, yeah, she I was talked just, it up, um, but I want to. I, I have I, some I, for you, my friend. Emo yeah, or, got you. or oh, what is it called? Um, I'm gonna go grab it. Yes, to keep talking. I want to say. Uh, yeah, I was okay. gonna give a shout Kite out to that because that they go. Oh, Kite Hill's amazing. Yes. Yokos is yes. fucking really Very good. good. True, true. But the one, um, the one that Toby's grabbing from right. his fridge right now, I wanted to give a shout out because they sent me some and it was so. Because she good. said she was like, I'm gonna guarantee oh. that this will be the best that you've ever had. Srimu, I think it's. Yes. S R I M U, I think it's really fucking really? good. She oh, ate she ate it. That's it good up. though. That's you good though. The fact up. it was all eaten is is a good sign. Oh, it's man. a really beautiful packaging oh, and yeah, yeah. No, the packaging's beautiful, but it tastes really and good. She's amazing as well. She's amazing. Yeah, it's with your birthday party. It was beautiful, beautiful. She's a. She's a, I just love it. Like I've never met her, unfortunately, oh but man, she's, she's intense. She's awesome. She looks she's, fucking cool. She's a force. <laughs> they're both, she they're looks both, fucking they're both cool. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, okay. So yeah. 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 So about cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Like yeah, people the like, taste. Oh, the taste. No, I don't miss. Okay. I know people that like. I know I'll be vegan for the rest of my life. Like yeah, I don't have yeah. any any question about yeah, that. Like right. no fucking question. I don't mm-hmm. miss anything about yeah anything from animals mm-hmm. and that other than the love they give me but no, i don't want anything to do with them in terms of putting I, it in I my know body people that, like say they missed the taste too i have a couple of friends like it's interesting like i, I didn't quit because i didn't like the taste 
Yeah, this is people say to me, I quit because it was a health thing, my cholesterol or something, but it was hard to quit the meat. Mm. So then they go to the impossible, the beyond, right. and that's why I think those products are good for me. Oh, they're incredible. They're incredible. It's a great option. Gateway. Yeah. No, I. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree. Love these products. It's like the impossible burger. I, there's been times where I've taken a bite of it and I couldn't eat it because it tasted real. so mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Right. And I just felt like weird about it. But right. no, I love these products. Yeah. Oh my God. If somebody. If it helps someone not order like a beef burger totally, or whatever, man. a burger from a cow, then oh my God. Yeah. I totally support these. And I think those will get better as well. Totally. Too. Yeah. You know, I think this is the beginning for those products. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that they'll start to realize like, hey, we can make this even better, like less salt because they're full of sodium. A but lot so, are, so is right. the meat too. Yo, absolutely. But it's probably less, right? It's got to be less than real meat. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Well, I don't there's. Know. I know there's no cholesterol, so there's true. a plus. True. Yeah. So I think it's only going to get better. I think everything nowadays is usually pretty processed at some point, but it doesn't have to be overly processed. You know, it's a process because it's a mass amount of people that need to be fed, and they're trying to make a profit, and they're trying to get it all out there. So it's got to go through a, a process. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be so much of a chemical process, which a lot of people are like, yeah. oh, this... Fake meat is so processed. I was like, yeah, but there's a big difference between that and the process that, you know, that's taken on to create a beef burger. You know, there's and no like cows a, are killed. Oh, you know, my I mean, God. Yeah, there's just like the water. You know, the oh amount my, of water that he uses, totally. the amount of steroids that yeah. the cow is the going through, the methane that the cows are really absolutely. Right. I mean, I mean the, it's the steroids just that the cows are on, absolutely, and the, and the, and the, and the What's it called? The, um, the gas stuff? Uh, the, what they're shooting them oh, up for. Oh, um, um, hormones? or well, hormones as well. Yeah. And then also, um, that, you know, that everyone needs to get like their, there's just so many different chemicals and shots put into them beforehand. It's like, there's it, nothing they good. Die, they die scared and stressed. Yeah. And that goes inside your body. Exactly. You know, exactly. that's how they die. And even, and even I've talked to chefs or cooks like in Europe and they're like, ah, I eat meat, but I know this, that there's that, feeling behind it in the meat that you're you're taking in you know that fear you know that yeah i don't know i i believe in that you know it's i believe that there's feeling behind you know things that are prepared for you, you know? i and especially when do. you're getting like let's say a home-cooked meal from somebody that loves you and you know you feel that you feel that yeah, you know when food, people are like oh it. i love my home-cooked meal totally and you and that definitely can translate i think you know a lot of times with food Amen. Yeah. yeah let's talk about animal place yeah. What's Animal I Place? I always want to talk about Animal Place. Sanctuary that she's part of. Yeah. Animal okay. Place is a farmed animal sanctuary mm-hmm. in uh, Grass Valley, California. It's about 45 minutes north of Sacramento. And they've been a sanctuary for 30 plus years. Wow. Uh, Kim Sterla, the co-founder, who is, this woman is my hero. <laughs> she <laughs> is, she walks the walk. She yeah. talks the talk. Like she is just an angel on earth um and so incredible but yeah this i'm telling you the the second i stepped foot at the sanctuary to volunteer i was like oh i am warming my way into this fucking say like Mm -hmm. i just wanted to be with these humans and these animals like they're just an incredible organization that are really just you know i've i've been around other organizations yeah. and there's mm-hmm. always something like not always but sometimes i've or occasionally i've seen just things that are a little shady and this yeah, is yeah. not at all like every single human you meet at animal place is there solely for animals and awesome. to mm-hmm. protect animals to help animals and 
it real. I mean, it's like when I'm there, I'm like, these are my people, and right. cool. it's incredible. Is but it yeah. all animals or like farm animals? Are they farmed animals? Farmed animals. Yep. Okay. Oh yes. Right. So, um, pigs, cows, mm-hmm. chickens, goats, donkeys. Uh, we have tortoises now. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, aside from saving or rescuing animals, they do a lot of advocacy. So mm-hmm. they'll be at a lot of college campuses nice. and. Uh, they have a really amazing program called Food for Thought. And so they reach out to other animal organizations and say, hey, if you only serve vegan um, vegan meals at your fundraisers, this and that, they'll give these organizations like a $1,000 grant. And so it's just like, why would you be like a cat and dog shelter, but right. serve like burgers or whatever? Sense. doesn't make yeah. any sense. So they really promote a vegan diet to cool. these Excellent. other organizations. And a lot of them have adopted these diets and uh, have kind of agreed to, yeah, we will That's only awesome. do vegan meals. Yeah. So um, Animal Place is just incredible. And also they do these large, they're, uh, I believe, the only um, sanctuary in the country that do these large-scale hen rescues. And yeah, so, she 20 canals done one with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The f- Actually, the only... Or no, I've been on a couple others, but the first two times I've done these hen rescues um, where we literally, the first time I went in or we went in, it was uh, 2,000 hens we rescued from a farm in Southern California. And mm-hmm. it's all in compliance with the farmers. So we're not, everyone's like, oh, you right. broke in. And yeah. well, what does that mean? And I'm like, no, 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 no. So what the, do you mean compliance? That they say it's cool to come take them? Yeah. So okay. we have these quote unquote relationships with farmers and when they're ready to depopulate, um, which means after about 18 months, a uh, hen is no longer producing the amount of eggs that are economically sound to a farmer. So, hmm. so they basically what they call depopulate um, to make room for younger hens to lay more eggs. What and would so, they do if you... They like, kill them. Yeah, they, they kill, just them. kill them. Uh, right. I believe the the farm that I uh, that I did these two rescues at with Tony Canal um, for the first couple times. I believe they gassed them, and yeah, Jesus it's Lord. cruel. And chickens. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Whoever might be listening that knows this, but I think they live till like eight or ten. So to kill them at a year and a half. You know, or wow, I mean, to kill any being is, yeah. of course, wrong. But it's like you're robbing these animals so they of so much kill life them for meat or to eat. No, no, oh no. Well, these they're also in just such poor shape. Oh, like, wow. yeah, they've been living in cages, these battery cages, right. and they're all their feathers are. Some of them are almost like featherless because they've been pecking at each other in Mm -hmm. these close quarters and so yeah we we're we're have relationships with these farmers and when they're ready to depopulate um i hate that fucking word (laughs) horrible um they say hey if you want to come in take as many as you you want and so the first time we got to take two thousand, which was incredible and we we get the girls into these crates and put them in our vans, drive them back up to the sanctuary um, in Northern California. Probably so scary. Like, where am I going next? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you could tell when you're grabbing them out of the cages, right. they are just terrified because they've man. only ever known mm-hmm. humans caring for them in these yeah. terrible now ways. they're thriving animal place probably. This and the so most, the <laughs> coolest fucking thing is opening up these crates and they've, never touched ground before like their yeah, feet man. have never they've only been in these cages that are suspended in the air these wire cages and when you open up these cages or these crates that we get them that we transport them in and their wings just like 
open for the first time wow, and they touch man. ground for the first time and then they start dust bathing for the first time because that's like that's what man. chickens are meant to do it's like that emotional thing about this shit. i know <laughs> i'm like right. pulling back tears it's but it's it's wow. incredible and it's it really is just so fucking cool. I want to do it. I want to do the next one. No, I'll go there absolutely. I really yeah. Please. Oh my God. We would love to that have you guys. That sounds really heavy, but also beautiful at the end. Yeah. It's heavy in the sense that like this, the second one I did and Tony was there as well. Um, we couldn't take all the chickens um, from this particular barn we were in. And that was really, that one fucked with me a lot. Like the first time I went, we got the whole barn. The second time we went like, seeing the girls that we actually had to leave was really fucked wow, up man. like that really fucked with me it was really difficult that one because it was like leaving a whole row of them after mm -hmm. we just took all these other ones up to take them like to fucking chicken heaven yeah, like brutal, heaven on earth you right. know yeah. like animal place is just this you're gonna be loved for the rest of your life and fed and cared sure. for. And We're like, oh my god, how yeah. Does this happen? So right. it's yeah. that one was fucked up. So it's difficult. It's emotionally, yeah. It's like a roller coaster. But you think it has an effect on the people working on the farms, or you think they're just completely clueless? No, uh, or like emotionalists? Are they just like block it? It's just oh, a job, man. Right? It's like, but I think unfortunately a lot of a lot of people who are working at these especially factory farms right, right. are immigrants okay. and you know they don't want to be working at these doing these jobs and i think no. a lot of them have ptsd and deal with ptsd but these are like mm -hmm. the only jobs that they can mm -hmm. get you know and mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's super fucked up all around you know farm right. fact especially right. factory farming is just no there's like just no good that comes from it, whether it's the environment, mm -hmm. the animals, mm -hmm. the emotional toll yeah. on the humans who mm -hmm. are doing this job. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody wants to fucking do that, you know. No, and I, I, I think, I, so. I think I mean, there have been a lot of studies of with the PTSD that these, right, these people deal with. Um, yeah, after doing these jobs, yeah. so yeah, it's it's just I would think it would one have big fucked up them, circle. You know, they're, yeah, this they're just seeing a day in and day out, death every day. Well, yeah. I know. I know some of the people at Animal Place have, and they've been incredible Animal Place and have provided support um, to the staff uh, where someone will come to the sanctuary right. and just check in on everyone, you know, yeah. for their mental health because it's, yeah. it's, it's hard, you yeah, know, like I would think it's, it would be. yeah, it's like, I remember a girl uh, being on the phone with Kim and someone from Animal Place was, um, uh, shuttling a goat to um davis which uh Jenner davis yeah. yeah um to get some health care and um and i remember hearing her screaming like kim's like hold on let me just take this call and i could hear screaming from the other phone into my phone and the goat had like fallen like over and uh, wow. i don't know but it's like that's what these people are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. so so i can imagine the people who are like actually like killing these animals and cutting them up or whatever like fucked up shit they're doing to them absolutely has an emotional toll on right. them for yeah. sure right for sure nobody wants to be doing that we were doing these pig vigils at farmer john's for like many years go down there you feed the pigs at, at the truck you get oh. water and apples and then they go and then like 15 minutes later, you hear him getting like prodded and oh screaming and it's over, you know? Mm -hmm. And my son would go with me like, why can't we just go get one? I'm like, because you can't, you get yeah. arrested. Like you can't. So he would always want to try to go in this, take a cow. But it just, 
got announced less than six months ago that it got shut down. There's no more Thank God. Farmer John's downtown. But one day, my wife and my son went to the back. I didn't go. And they were watching the workers coming out, covered in blood and all rubber gear, just walking home with their lunches in their hands, whatever, all coming out, mm. like, just like zombies. Zombies, almost, like. yeah. It's crazy, man. I've never been inside one of those places to interview somebody from there. Or, yeah. Exactly what yeah, I was thinking. I mean, I mean they don't have to tell where they work or anything. I don't want to like harass them. I just want to yeah. know if they what they're feeling, if they feel anything. You it's know? just a I'm job. Very, very yeah. curious. You know? It's the same people. I can't, you can't compare it, but people that like do open heart surgery every day or deal with people dying every day. And every day it's just, oh, somebody died today. And they go home to my family. Mm-hmm. And how do you mm-hmm. shut that off and see right. death and... I don't know if it's the same, but I don't know if it's the same either. Well, you see, you're seeing trauma every day, some sort of trauma. It's trauma, but whether it's, it's totally it's, it's, it's trauma, trauma to us trauma. on the outside. But once you're working every day, you might get numb, like you said, immune to it, or like right. you can just shut it off, even though it's your job. I don't know. Oh, that'd be an interesting yeah, conversation. Exactly, yeah. interesting conversation or right. study just to take a look at some of mm-hmm. these people and the emotional toll that it takes on them. Because in the um, end, they're all going to say like, the only reason I'm doing this job is for money. Yeah, support and, my and, family. Right, yeah, and, and yeah. I and I get that, you know, yeah. but I think you know, there's many other. I mean, yeah, people are some. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in there. Yeah, so outside shoes, perspective, right. you know, like, yeah, it's, right, yeah. you know, like this is I, limited to prospects of jobs of what you can do, but you know, I think as a whole, as a system, you know, it, it'd be great, you know, to have government money or money in general like put towards you know saving a lot of these animals maybe that could be their new job you know instead of like seriously something you know or reforming you know these dairy farms into something else because it's completely unnecessary but creating a job flow on the side of of protecting these animals and life on this planet absolutely i think there's more room for that in the future you know where you can pay people instead of like on the slaughter end, you know, of like of of more of life, you know, of yeah. things that are more uh, adaptable for the planet and for everyone around them. So, what I, do you guys think of? Um, oh God, I don't know, what's the word for it? That's kind of like um, new meat that they're trying to go mm, grow mm-hmm. from, like where they take like some sort of cell. From the cells. I heard about yeah. that yes. too. Yeah. What do you guys so think what, of that? So or what's your position on that? And take something from a cow. They take it from the cow, the cells, and then they create a meat um, and, and a petri type dish in yeah. the lab and, and they create basically meat. Like grow meat grow yeah. meat. so is it really meat they're taking it's meat it comes from, it an, comes animal. from an animal i mean i would eat it but i think either. it's amazing i would never yeah. i think it's incredible because i wouldn't eat it I, I, exactly i wouldn't eat it either me either but i think it's a great alternative for people it's who, a big step it's a huge step. In the right direction yeah right. absolutely Saving yeah. animals Right, right. and that, imagine the jobs that that could provide you know like healthier for right Climate, the planet, animals, humans, right. you know, like so let me get around. this. So they just like stick a needle in a take cow the cells. and they take a cell then and they let the cow go free to the farm to run around? The cow is fine. Okay. You know, you're just believe the, the cow is not harmed. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yes. And the, the cow goes and waits in the corner with the other cows and they bring them to a free farm and they all live happy together and eat grass all but day. Then I love, I'm just saying what happens people, after they do that. What's the idea? Do they say that cow's damaged now because we took something out of it? No, 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 nothing like that. I mean, I think a lot of people are so funny when they're just like, oh man, but if we didn't eat cows, they'd be running all over the I place. Know, I'm like, dude. It's like, why? They're already <laughs> here. Like, I'm like, what? do you understand that they're mass producing these animals? You know, it's so... Once you stop doing that, then you don't have to worry about cows yeah, running, man. taking over, or you know, it's just like, like the, the chickens when they're done yeah. having 
The babies, we don't need you no they're, more. Yeah, they're mass, yeah. Produ- but they're yeah. mass produced. It's not like in a natural state of like chickens just having making love and then, you know, overpopulating. You know, it's it's because we're creating them. Absolutely, you think you chickens know. make love? I was just thinking about that. You said Aww, that. that was really I nice. Love like, that. I know that is such love. a sweet way to put it. Never nobody say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure chickens make love. I'm sure there's like they find their partners. I don't know. I was really. I love that. Yeah. That is beautiful. That did touch me a little bit. It's like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, um, the facesummit.org, That's like the website for a lot of stuff you're doing. Faces. Facesummit.org. Oh yeah. So that face was. Oh, facesummit.org. Yeah. yeah th- so that um, facesummit.org is um, animal place has a farmed uh, farmed animal conference. Um, every year or no, I'm sorry. Was it every two years? I believe they would do it actually at the sanctuary. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I, I went to the, actually, that's where I first met, uh, Tony okay. and, uh, Gary, um, was at the one in 2017. Um, and where I first met Kim and, and everybody, um, yeah. uh, cause before I'd been there, I was just volunteering. Um, yeah, so they would have a farmed animal conference every two years, I believe, at the sanctuary. But of course, with the pandemic, they had to do it uh, virtually. Yeah. Um. So now it's um, it's we do it online. And yeah. thank you so much for being I a part of it. Now. I did it with him like oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, it was nice. cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really actually yeah, people like haven't it? seen it. Yes, okay, but okay. people like really like really okay. like it. So thank you for doing that. Um, I know it was. We talked about it for a while and finally. Like, <laughs> What'd you do? What, what? We were just like on the screen. We talk about his veganism and okay. our lives and how it started for us and what we do with it and mm-hmm. promoting it and living okay. it and all right. I spread see the, you. the good word <laughs> right. for the animals. I see you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it they used to do it at the sanctuary yeah. every year where it was so I've only been done it once because it was in 2017. Um I'm not sure where where what happened in 19, but um, it's all a blur. It was it's all a blur, yeah. But <laughs> Do it we was... get these years back. You know, like how like <laughs> life's going by really fast. Sorry, I'm in bud. my fifties. Sorry, like, bud. Yeah. Those two years, this, whatever you believe in up there, if there's somebody, if they, if, there, if there's a, whatever people believe, God or whatever, does he say, you know what, guys, everybody down there, you made it through. Those two years don't count. Like, do you get those back? They like, count, we, man. <laughs> Come on. We were hanging out. I don't know. I know. Yeah, yeah. We got, I mean, but it was. Yeah, there's things I look back on the two years. Like I was like with my boys, my it was me, Laura, my step boys. Yeah. So we had a lot of downtime and the fact like, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. Like, of course, we're so fortunate that we get to get up and go and travel yes. the world and, you know, all this crazy shit that we're up to. But it was kind of nice to know that like, OK, next month I'm going to be home. You know, we're just fucking here yeah. <laughs> for a while. Like that's true. Kind of nice yeah. to like settle aside from people getting sick, of course. Um, so there we, were some, you know, if we had to find positive things about absolutely. it. But it does well, the nature feel, gives a time out. For sure. Yeah. The time out. Yeah. But it does feel like a blur Mm. there was something like we were talking about last night where it was like whoa that was four years ago (laughs) because it feels like it was a couple years ago but these last two years are i don't know like the lost years yeah (laughs) so you've got some positives out of the pandemic and being home and with your family and working on things and yeah i i mean that's all we could do right is like try to find the fucking positive in it but even like i was just at this festival the last or two festivals in kentucky the last couple weeks and being at a music festival i was like i just was like appreciating music in such a different like live music in such a different way and like i was never like so mindful at a 
festival before. Like I've been to a million of them. I've been to a yeah million of them. That's like thankfully, true. but this one or these last two, I remember like getting goosebumps wow. watching right. like Nine yeah. Inch Nails and Jack White. Seven and Dust. Seven. Fuck yeah, seven go Seven Dust. dust. And yeah. no, <laughs> seriously, dust. like having such a different appreciation to it. So it is true. Man. I definitely. I mean, this. we have to find the positive. Of course, I'm so inspired by you, Toby. You know, Thank it's you. like you're hey. like one of the most, if not the most positive fucking person I know. Thank and mm-hmm. it really is just so inspiring. And that energy you give out is so infectious. Like I, I remember the first time you and I got to talk and meet mm-hmm. actually over the pandemic. So yes. another positive thing that came out of the yeah. pandemic, you know, it's like the only thing yeah. we could do is look for the positive in yeah, these shitty years. And yeah, it's. It's all we can do. And music's so. so healing, and it's such a um, connection, and such uh, it's just so powerful. And oh to have that gone for that long, even this not even being a musician, not playing and losing that part of your soul and your heart, you can't be out there. Just listen. I don't know. Just it's just so important to so many people. Not just playing, but listen. Being a fan of music myself and wanting to go to no, shows. No, absolutely. I think being a fan was stepped up. Like it changed after the whole pandemic and seeing shows. Like I see it in a different way. Yeah, you know, I definitely have a different feeling where it's like, wow, this is really uh, more important than I ever imagined. Yeah. I'm never going to take it for granted yes, ever that, again. That right. you know, we can go book a show and play yeah. when you want to play and go do right. a tour. I mean, and... even being on stage, it was hard to imagine like going back in a weird way because I was so set like, this is life. You got to deal with what's going on and try to survive as much as possible, and. And so being on stage again, it's like really emotional, you know, it's like I'm really, sh- yeah. you know, it has that feeling and seeing other bands like I was so grateful to to have that appreciation again. You know, it was just like, wow, you know, this is absolutely that feeling of being you, everyone in the same room or yeah, man. in a festival. That energy level was something that I truly missed, you know, until I was just like, wow, you know, like I get goosebumps thinking about For it. Sure. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, it's so intense and this is what i drew me to music in the first place you know that feeling again it was kind of like a rebirth also nervous and anxious too coming out of this and going live again and what's it going to be like and Mm -hmm. what's the vibe going to be with the crowd and just you know i was stoked to have a barricade the first show back because i hate barricades (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like yo this is nice outside i was like this is a good way to ease back into it you know right right but now I'm just like, whatever, jump on top of me, let's stage dive, get sweaty. Hell yeah. But, but at first, it was just like, this is kind of cool, easy way to, to go back Take into it, it. Right, right. We, we went out to Lars's first show back. Were you with him on that first show back playing? God, what was I'm his sure. first show back? I know, I definitely was. I'm trying to think what it was, um, his first show back. Was it the States? Yes. I feeling it was. It yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. was the States. Jeez, probably like a nervous, anxious, energy, excitement. What's it going to be? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it was, yeah, definitely. But it was also pretty weird, like the first couple, um, or like the first year, I would say, they were back actually playing shows because you guys know it's like being at a show, especially festivals, it's like going out and saying hey to like your friends or (laughs) whatever. Like that's like the fun it's of, part of yeah, it. yeah, yeah that's but then part you're in these of it bubbles in the beginning we were in like yeah, bubbles where we could not like see like i had like family members at shows it's like i'm sorry i can't come out and say hi to you because yeah. i was like with the band and right. if one of these guys gets covid over, then man. the whole show's over yeah, yeah. tour is over you yeah. know yeah. so it was also 
nice in a sense it's like fuck yeah live music again but in a way it was like this isn't that's right. this isn't like what a rock yeah. show is supposed to yeah. be you know it's supposed to be like totally togetherness right. and but then it's also the part where it's like i don't have to see a thousand motherfuckers and say hi to them after the show or like have to make sure everybody's okay they got yeah. the right seats yeah the you right. said it not me do you, know, do you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's like you know what i mean they just think it's play your show yeah in this okay. chill go to your yeah. hotel it was kind of nice in a way yeah. there was something yeah. i guess a little nice see some yeah. random cousin that never comes to talk to you as she comes to your show your third cousin like can i go no, but, you, but you're right sorry we're in a bubble we're yeah like, we're in the bubble and it's like all oh, this backstage is really really nice and calming and with your thoughts and it was like that's good for then though but now it's like you want to see everybody now right no now i do but it was weird at first yeah, like I you guess... said because i was excited all to right see. fair enough you guys are right in a sense it was you know like we'd be at these shows where normally we'd have to go say hi to like 60 people or totally. something yeah, you can't yeah. speak by the end of the show or whatever so in a sense yeah it was that was nice but it's also weird and quiet and like yeah but i remember like so we i was just at this festival louder than life in kentucky um doing a new project but lars played there a year ago mm. and i was just there a year later and he was like what is it like this year and I, is it like better i was like it's like a completely different festival like it's because last year when we were there, we didn't see anything. We were just uh, back in this right. little compound yeah, and right. didn't see shit. And this time, everybody just felt like um, it was like one big family, oh, you know. So and it was and yeah, it's right. nice. such a cool vibe. And people were so... I was interviewing artists and yeah. everyone was just so chatty. And mm -hmm. so I was like, fuck it. to be outside. Yeah. If only people knew like who are outside of like the hard rock community, the punk rock community, you know, like could see all this love between right. this group of people you know it's like yeah. people wouldn't expect it it's like oh drugs and partying and this and that mm. it's like no there no. is so much fucking love and support yeah. especially now after totally these last now. couple years and so i was like dude this is a completely different festival this yeah. year you know new appreciation I think, new appreciation that's true. That's true. i yeah, definitely felt that yeah. so you guys as artists feel that too within the for sure the yeah, yeah definitely absolutely that's cool yeah that's people cool. are very you know loving and, and supportive awesome. and so many ways you know people just, need it just you can like see we it on their face though. yeah absolutely you see it on their faces and, and you see their faces yeah and smiling smiling and all that, you yeah know what I mean? you can feel that for sure what's your new project you're working on let's go so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm um we don't have an actual name for it but it's it, it's with rolling live studios nice. and licorice okay. pizza records um, great movie by the way yeah great movie, great movie. but also which i learned um Carrie Brown, who I'm doing this with, um, or one of the guys I'm doing this with, is uh, he... So, Licorice Pizza Records used to be like this kind of like soup. It was like the record store yeah. in, I guess, the Los Angeles area, yeah, Southern California. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, he actually acquired the name before the movie came out and it just so happened to like coincide with this movie came out wow. so it was funny when we were interviewing people at these festivals in kentucky they were like the movie like what is this about and they're mm -hmm. like no, no 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 and so it got a little confusing but right. yeah so it's actually he acquired the name licorice pizza records um gotcha. that was the record store um yeah. this like beloved record store in southern california um so yeah we are uh it was it's very new for us we were interviewing artists and kind of seeing where it's gonna go but um he was doing a lot during the pandemic in terms of like bringing live music or streaming live music yeah. and interviews mm -hmm. and just getting 
mm-hmm. you know, that content to people who are hungry for live music and yeah. artists and, um, yeah. So it was, it was really cool getting, I mean, for me, like I said, I don't play <laughs> instrument, not for yeah. anybody to hear anyways. But you're a music fan. So you I'm know. such a music fan. And so it's like a dream job. And I, so you're, you're the a host. Yeah. And so you're yeah. interviewing, uh, Artists. Artists. Yeah. yeah I saw some okay. Totally. Yeah. It's and like. You, have, you, have you interviewed people before? Have you done this before? Never before. Okay, I'm sure right. you've seen your man <laughs> be interviewed a million times. A thousand times. Right. Yeah. And it's. I honestly, when when Carrie and uh, Matt Pinfield were also doing yeah, this with, it's there, like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, am I, I doing sitting there. next to Matt Pinfield doing this? It's such, mm-hmm. a, it's looks such great, an honor. Great, yeah. Thanks, Toby. Yeah, it's <laughs> such an honor. Um, but no, I remember we've been talking about this project for a year and mm-hmm. I was like dreading it, not dreading it like, oh, this sounds like it sucks, but like, I'm not going to be good at this. Like, I'll be terrible at this. But once we got out there, I was like, I got like, it was just like so comfortable and flowing and I enjoyed it so much. It's like, this is, like I said, I used to like turn down like really big modeling jobs where my agent would be like, are you fucking high? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And, you know, like to go see live music. So being able to talk to these artists, especially ones that I, you know, been listening to since I was like 12, 13 and going and seeing live, it was like second nature it was like oh right. yeah like this is fucking awesome so i really really enjoyed it and it came really naturally i would say oh, thank cool. god so nice. it's like a couple of questions and you show clips of the band playing or something like that from what the show i'm not that? sure how yeah. he's gonna be editing it mm-hmm. um but uh yeah we did a lot of footage from live mm-hmm. from out in the crowd from cool. backstage mm-hmm. with the artists yeah so i think it'll be a little bit of everything where will but, you be able to watch it like- uh so rollinglivestudios.com okay um where you could see it right now and uh, cool. yeah nice. it's i'm really excited you need a highway to health.com we can you already have it already correct you're correct so you have a website highway to health.com yes so you have clips on there too of some of your stuff no but I'm really we're really gonna move forward okay. dude what a fucking That's, name like that he's got a show yeah. he's, he did a bunch yeah. of pilots for it he's been trying to sh- two years two or three years trying to highway shop this to thing. health Tra- oh, <laughs> traveling! Actually, I've heard about that. You uh, also do it with um, Tanya. Yes. yes. Oh, fuck. Yes, yeah. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. See, I remember seeing on, like son. teasers for yes, it, and I, I believe Elisa and I were talking yes. about it. Right. And so I was like looking. For, I saw teasers for it, and I've it's been like in the back of my mind. Like, See? where the fuck is this? Because it's because small world. No, See, traveling, up, traveling the world, and getting on Happy Cow and finding restaurants yeah. is like Lars. Yeah. Mine and Lars's favorite thing to do shout before to we go cow. to shout out to Happy Whoever Cow. Whoever to Happy Cow, you're fucking amazing. You Thank are my you, hero, cow. man. Like, the cows appreciate you. And we appreciate, yeah, we appreciate absolutely. you absolutely. But like that is our favorite thing to do. Is like okay, we're gonna be in Buenos Aires. Like mm-hmm. let's. Let's yeah. look like see. So we have our whole schedule planned out, and I was like, there should be. I was telling talking to Elisa about like there should be a show around that. She's like, I think there already is. Like Derek, Sam, right. and Tanya, yeah. So, so we've been. I've been wondering yeah. where we were trying to sell. We're trying to sell it. Like we have eight episodes. We have a lot of footage, and they're and it's. Oh, who Whoa. is it, mystery guest? Dun dun. But dun. Uh, yeah, we we filmed a lot. Toby's in the first episode. Um, we went to. So the idea is like basically. We're like, people are going to want to know who Tanya and I are. Yeah. Like, where did you guys come from? And why are you plant-based? 
And so we went to where we were born, you know, Cleveland, where I was born. And we went to where Tanya was born in Ireland. And then we filmed in Brazil. And then wow. Tanya was playing on the Kiss Cruise and with Steven Adler. And oh, so my then we God. Went on that. How cool. And so we have all these different people from different walks of life on it. Not all of them are vegan because we're trying to reach people who aren't vegan. You know, we don't Absolutely. want to preach to the choir. Absolutely. So we're really doing it in a fun way. And exactly that, you know, people we met from traveling and, and kind of breaking those stereotypes that exist. What's happening, Max? How are you? Max is Boom. in the house. Ooh, ooh. I got off oh. work early. Oh, good to see you. What's, what's see up you. with that? Huh. I like you. Hi, got a, a lot of Fred Perry's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is work? Uh, oh, don't talk. I'm talking yeah, to Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to Mike. So, yeah. Get out of here. We're yeah, get out of here. <laughs> The podcast is great. We're awesome. Come on, man. Thanks. Yeah, we're doing really good here, yet. Max. Go. Talk about talk Max. Max, we love you. We love you, Max. Yeah, much Max love, homie, little homie. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, that's <laughs> the idea of, you know, like, people can see around the world how the world is changing. Totally. And, how, and, and show 100%. it in a way where it's just, like, easy to make adjustments depending, no matter where you are in the world. So, that's I think really it's really important. Cool, I've never seen a show like that. You know, I love these travel shows and cooking shows, Anthony Bourdain. I was going to say, love, yeah, oh my God. But this is like a different twist, and I think it's a very positive show. And so, you know, I, I think it's going to happen. I know it will. But we're thinking, you know, maybe we should just release it our own way as far as on a YouTube channel or something like right. that. Because people are starving for good content, you know. I think that's really cool because like the Anthony Bourdain show you were saying, mm -hmm. it's like, I remember watching that show or like, I th actually, I think during the pandemic was the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, right. check this out. I thought it was just going to be all about food, but right. no, it's, it, no, it's more like a cultural experience exactly. of each place that he's going. And so, but what's so cool about, you know, the, ex uh, uh, there's a lot of cool things, but when we're traveling, seeing the, the people who are, um, are not even vegan, right? Uh, like the chefs we meet or yes. whatever. It's like how turned on they get by this challenge and like the creativity that goes Absolutely. into it, but to also see like their their flavor, their cultural um, twist to it. Twist yeah. to right. it is so. Uh, mind-boggling you know what yeah. i mean so no, i absolutely. think it's it's all like you said for people it's like to appeal to people who aren't vegan right. like it's like oh my god there's so much creativity that that's behind this you oh, know yeah. and, and it's absolutely options. yeah options and, it, and it's and, great to hear like those stories about why did that totally. person and let's say you know a small place got into that you know it's i always love hearing those stories, you know, how it happened and, yeah. and what changed their life. Lucky you know? for you, there's like a lot of directors and producers and all from Netflix and Hulu that listen to the podcast, so you'll get your <laughs> <Yeah>. deal. <laughs> I mean, we're Seriously, really, I though, mean, of course, I, we, we have big dreams to put it on that, you know, is where everybody can see it, but, where it you should know, be. with YouTube and things like that, it's becoming, you know, it's great that, you know, so many people have accessibility right. to YouTube more than anything. Yeah, you know? for you hear sure. good things about that YouTube. The YouTube yeah. is really happening. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like you get paid that you <laughs> spend the money with you, they advertise. It's some good things about that's YouTube. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then You're also right. people are saying that people aren't even watching TV as, anymore. Like younger people are really watching a lot more like YouTube uh, and the TikToks. That is true. I, Like I said, I have a 15-year-old stepson. Right. And when we walk in his room, every time it's YouTube. YouTube, mm -hmm. right? He's on Excuse me, he's on YouTube. Right. Are you on, are you on TikTok? On the I am not, but I was with uh, Miles and Lane last night, my two older stepsons who have a new band, Taipei Houston. Yeah, they're dope. dope. And thank you. Yeah, yeah they like are them. fucking rocking. They're rocking. So we're so proud of them. Um, 
but they have done the TikTok thing and they're so good at it. I'm like, yeah, so I, right. I told them last night, I was like, I will download TikTok to to just watch your yeah, TikToks. Yeah. And, but no, I haven't gotten into the TikTok thing yet. Um, I feel like uh, Instagram already stresses me out. So I'm <laughs> yeah. easing my way into... So I was also really late to Instagram. Um, I mean... I actually think I started that in like 2017 too, but Insta- people have been doing it for so long. Yeah, and, right. Um, do, you, do you check your DMs? Do you check messages? I do actually check my DMs. Yeah, I'm not great at them. Like, I get to them like every, like I still have some that probably go way back that I need to get back to. I apologize It's, it's a weird friends, thing. Like, but, have you noticed that I didn't realize I wasn't getting all my DMs? There's like three different sections, like primary, there's some yeah, other one. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. sometimes I, I get a little overwhelmed like, by them. But right. yeah, I I. I eventually check them, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Which I'm happy. I mean, there's sometimes people that you don't have their number, but you know yeah, them yeah, and yeah. haven't yeah. seen them in a while, and it's like, oh fuck, there's yeah. Though. So it's it's a <laughs> it's a cool tool in a way, but right. overwhelming and stressful at times. It can be for yeah. someone who's not great at social media. Yeah. Do you have any uh, daily rituals? Daily rituals, other than coffee. Um, <laughs> other than seven coffees. <laughs> Jeez, you, you know, yoga? I l- used to practice a lot of yoga, uh, but I loved going to classes and like being around yeah. people. And so that kind of stopped um, during the pandemic. But I've actually gotten really into swimming lately. Nice. Okay. So I've been swimming a lot really good the past you. few months. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of become my ritual. Um, what, swimming. Where do you swim at your house or YMCA? Uh, at our house. Okay. Yeah. YMCA. Yeah. We're lucky yeah. to have a pool. Yeah. And, um, right. But anywhere like i love of course like uh like oceans or rivers particularly lakes so i love um you know something other than a pool but i'll I'll swim anywhere yeah Yeah. i've really have kind of taken up swimming in the last several months it's become a big daily ritual of mine um you meditate no not enough no i used to find yoga was meditative for me Mm -hmm. but like i said i I got to get back to yoga. I just loved the class and I was doing it. Um, Dave LaRoe, who's a fav- one of my favorite teachers back in the Bay area. I was doing a lot of stuff with him on zoom and mm-hmm. I love it. I just loved the class yeah. experience. And so I just kind of fell off, fell off the yoga wagon a little mm-hmm. bit, but um, <laughs> yes, yeah, swimming has kind of become my thing. It's like, Oh, I just got to get into some water and it's cool. Yeah. It's something very healing, healing about it. Yeah. That's a yeah. great, a great way to, describe it yeah i like going the i like going the ocean i never really liked it uh when the pandemic started my son started surfing and i started going with him and i started going further and further out because i'm always sharks i am too yeah so I am now too. like it was something so peaceful be, especially during the pandemic nobody's at the beach and yeah. my son's surfing i'm like in the water and there's this we would go Derek. yeah it's just nice being in the photos. ocean it's beautiful man <laughs> fresh water is yeah oh, so i don't know how fresh it is in la yeah true just being yeah, in the ocean that the calm, sound, you know what i'm saying know, the I love sound it. of the ocean is so calming oh my god yeah Mm. Yeah. So calming. You seem. Um, you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? You seem very positive. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> uh, I like when people say "nah." I, <laughs> nah. It's all a facade. <laughs> no, I would say I am a n- a newfound optimist. I would say like yeah, yeah right. like right. I I even. <laughs> to be quite honest, Lars would always say, you're always like expecting the bad to happen. And I don't know if that was like a way to protect myself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, or maybe help yeah. people protect yeah. themselves. Like, so you don't get hurt. Right. Yeah. Um, but and I can see that from 
what you went through in the modeling world. Yeah, too. yeah. 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 I, I can Let see down. that now too right. when I look back on it. But yeah. lately, I've been like so fucking positive. And, All right. Well, nice. so you know what someone told me actually over the summer. Um, basically, if if the future is fiction. You know, it's like, okay, I knew I was going to be here at whatever o'clock and do this podcast with you. Yeah. That was a fact. I didn't know how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. So it was all fiction. Everything in the future is fiction. So why not make a good fiction? Why mm-hmm. not? You know, if you're going to write your story in the future, why mm-hmm. make it a bad story if it's fiction? It's and so point. it's kind of, yeah. someone said that to me and it really um, stuck with me yeah. <laughs> in the last mm-hmm. several months and was just a... a in, insanely profound thing to me so yeah, yeah i would say yeah. i'm uh newly optimistic thankfully yes. yeah yeah it's right. like why yeah it takes too much energy to be worried and sad it's I like agree. i'm just trying to focus on the things that i could control and most of the things we can't control and right. so i'm trying to just like lock the things i i guess can't control in a box you know and just yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's yeah, it's I just start. I just start going to a therapist. I'm going to my first session tomorrow. Wow! I had like the first uh, consultation like two weeks ago. It's been something that nobody in my family has ever done, and I had a guest on the podcast. It's called Jessica Alexander, and she inspired me by her story. Yeah, and she connected me with this amazing woman that I've already seen once, and so like, that's like a new journey for me, and I think that's it's exciting. It's good for you. Yeah, it's it's gr- yeah. I've been doing therapy for the last four years, I think, and. It's been like a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. I would say same like, person or you switch same out? person. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I've seen others throughout, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you, there's so many different kinds of therapists you could see. Yeah. And there's a trauma um, one I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. I saw a trauma therapist, um, but there's also different things you could do. Like, have you heard of EMDR? Yes. Which is ins- incredibly powerful. Um, so it's, you kind of like hold these uh, devices in each hand yep. and the therapist is talking you through a traumatic event in your life, but yep. these devices keep buzzing in each hand. Boom, 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 Yeah, I was boom, holding them boom, last week. Boom, boom, really? I held them last week. And it does something to your brain wow. to where it, it like helps you rewrite this traumatic event in your life. And I, I did it twice mm-hmm. and I'm not, it had such a fucking profound effect really? on me. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I was like crying through each of them. But then afterwards you think, I think back to like these two particular events that I did the EMDR with and I'm like, eh, whatever. And like really does almost rewrite wow. these events in your life. Did and somebody explain to you before you did it, what, what happens or what transpires? So like, did somebody. Not a couple people did and okay. were like, oh, it's just super powerful. you got to okay. try it. Um, too, but though, I, for I, me, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I really kind of um, understood what I was really yeah, going right. into. And so I did kind of go into it a little bit like, yeah, what is this? What okay. am I getting myself yeah. into? I didn't but, get there yet. I just held them because you said this would be good for your nerves. And then she also said that I could buy some. And me and my son could each hold one when we fly because we, we hate flying. Yeah, me too. And she, we, huh. we could get one of those for flying. Yeah. Interesting. She's also going to maybe uh, do some hypnotism stuff for me about flying. Ooh. Yeah, I I'm not a big flyer either, so yeah. that's uh, my whole life. I hated it. Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. Which is okay. ironic. And I'm, for and us. I'm not. And I'm not. <laughs> yeah, sca- and I'm right. not scared about anything happening in the plane. It's the whole process of going there, getting there, and take off, and then having like being locked in and not being able to get up when I want. I just it's yeah. a weird thing. for Yeah, me, it's man. like a, a control, control thing. Or, and the craziest yeah. thing is that 
I make my whole band. Well, I'm in charge. I always book the flights. I sit in the last row. That's I a ha- worst seat. I know. Really? Next to the toilet? Yeah, to that sit. is the worst seat. Is this the most so, bumpiest? The dude, worst? Yeah, the bumpiest. I, ha- yeah. I have to be by the toilets. That's, I can and see. What's cra- uh, and yeah. what's crazy about that is I will not lock the bathroom door. I am so scared of airplane bathrooms and being stuck oh, in the man. bathrooms. I'll tell you two movies you don't need to see. Them. Oh, so these yeah. are my. <laughs> I think I can think of. At I, least I, one I've of already those. told this lady this already. We're gonna get into it this week. I hope. Those are my two things. I have. I have my son or somebody stand by the bathroom door. I won't, I won't put that. I won't do that lock in the bathroom, and then I have to sit in the back by the bathroom. It's so. And I never barely use the bathroom. It's so weird, man. That is. And wow. now my whole band when they fly, they love it. They fly. In the back row, even though we're not with me. You guys are Really? Crazy. I, I was going to say. That is, oh, my God. No, I'm not a back row. Yeah, back row, I, no well, way. Well, also, I just like to get off the plane as I soon know. as possible. That's so. the one thing they hate that I do. But I, I shout out to my band because they support me. They all sit by me in the back. I don't know why. I've always that been like that. That is serious support. That is serious support. I mean. I don't know what it is. I, I've never had any problems or any kind of crazy with flying. I don't know. It's interesting, man. That is interesting. I'm trying to get into it in my mind and see what it comes definitely from. definitely a lot smoother. You fly in the wings. Yeah, I've been trying. To, yeah, I know. Yeah, wings are good. Back. Yeah, wings are great. So this these little weird things about myself and trying to figure out, you know. <laughs> so we're gonna find out all this stuff, and then also, I've always repeated myself, and that's the one thing that bothers my son and oh, my yeah, wife. Oh yeah, it drives me crazy. So repeating myself, and the one thing I was told already from this lady, right from the jump, as we're talking, I started just emptying myself to her, and it was only a consultation. And um, <laughs> she was just saying, since I I grew up in a loud house and I have two older brothers. That I was always trying to like be heard, so I'll be the the smallest, youngest one, always repeating myself to be heard. Aww, and always wanted to be no. So she brought that up, and that I came home sense. and told my family, like, that makes total sense. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cut them, cut them some slack, Max. Oh, go on the mic, go on the mic, go on the mic. Yeah. Why are you talking about therapy? Because because we're talking <laughs> because we're talking about it. <laughs> okay, f- <laughs> good question. <laughs> where are you going? How did we touch on that? We're t- Okay. Your dad shoes. Okay. So I can't talk about therapy. Listen, when I start really <laughs> opening up from this therapist, because all I talked about on this podcast is about how I need therapy, and I'm finally going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with people. Shout out, yes. Because this lady great. shared it with me and got me inspired to no, do it. No, I think so. therapy. It's is... only gonna make me a better dad and a better husband. You're not a bad dad or a bad. Oh. Don't make me cry on the podcast, man. Oh Don't make me cry. On the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Max. Oh, God, get out of here, please. Sweetheart. Just telling facts. Oh. Um, anyway, so yeah. No, I, I think therapy is. It's helped me tremendously, um, especially in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I've definitely opened up more to it and like, oh, okay, I'll try EMDR. And it's like, right. fuck. Um, I think you definitely have to be open to it. Um, yeah. I guess like anything. But uh, yeah, I guess I just, I always wonder, I, I feel so fortunate to have such an incredible therapist that I, I always just think about folks who need mm. therapy yeah. or can benefit from therapy and maybe don't have the opportunity to do it. So good, good I hope point. there's yeah. a, um, I don't know if there's programs out there, organizations that can provide therapy to folks who, who may be seeking it. But I always just feel so incredibly fortunate that I get to, yeah. to do something like EMDR or whatever. Cause I think so many people would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe mm. don't have the, um, don't have that opportunity. You're absolutely so. right. Yeah, I think I remember being in school and talking to like my school counselor about stuff, and and she was amazing. That was like, a therapist, I like I, therapist for back in the day. Yeah, yeah, school counselor. You're right. Kids still yeah. have that opportunity now. Like, if they don't want to talk to their parents or like a relative or a brother or sister, they could talk to the counselor or teacher. Or try to seek talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. Not absolutely for so, sure. So important, you know. Yeah, just letting yeah. it out. 
True, true. It's, it's such a crazy world these days. I have a completely different question. Back to the model game. Yeah. Oh. Go, Are you enjoying yourself so far? Big it's, time. This is so chill, right? It's so chill. We well, have to talk about life. But not oh, anymore yeah. with but this you, question. But you talked about some amazing <laughs> things so far, yeah. Well, thanks to you. This is such a great conversation. I've even, like you were talking about how Stella farts during these things. Yeah, I she's... think I even caught a couple whiffs and then okay. I realized that she was below. And she's on the floor. Like, oh, she Stella. Really she's right? got to cool. let Sorry. it out. Okay, no, yeah, I love Stella. Stella. She could fart all she wants okay. on me. What's your question, Derek? Um, how much of the modeling game you feel, percentage-wise, when somebody's modeling is attitude and looks? Like, what percentage level you think is mm. important or is really important? You know, when, because I always felt that there's a lot of good-looking people, or there's good-looking people everywhere in the yeah. world, in, interesting faces, but. With personality and attitude, there's certain people that's come across super strong. You yeah. Know? And I don't know how much of you think in that percentage is. I think that's a really great question. Um, I think attitude has a lot to do with it. Right. Honestly. I always felt and that. And maybe it, that was like maybe where I fucked up because <laughs> I was, um, no, not that I right. think I was like being rude to people or whatever. No. It was more, I was trying so hard to be accepted or be liked. I, I don't think I was being myself throughout my whole modeling right. career. And I think the more you're unique in yourself and have a good attitude and people are receptive to that, you know, people want that around. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's just our nature. And mm -hmm. so I, I definitely think attitude has a lot to do with it. Um, right. And right. I, I just like, think that I right. sucked at that. Like I'd never would go to parties. Right. We'd, I'd be like in Milan, Paris during fashion week and would never go to the fashion parties and be around people because mm. I was just so, um, I don't know, just scared of it. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to yeah. act stupid. You so or, young too. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. I was so scared to be myself. And so um, I would just say, for especially for people who are just starting out modeling or whatever, acting, whatever, music the more you're just yourself and unique yeah. and yeah. is like, I think that's more important than your looks any Absolutely. day because confidence is fucking so attractive. You know, yeah, someone no who's like super it. confident, not like overly low, right, right. you know, but like someone who's confident is attractive. Yeah. Um, you just want to be with that person, you know, not, right. yeah. it doesn't have to be like romantic, but just like, fuck, I love that person. I want to be mm -hmm. with that person. I feel mm -hmm. good when I'm around that person. And, I think that really shows in with models. And I'm glad that so. you said that. It applies to many different things, Absolutely, you know, especially in music. Sure. And I think a lot of young people can thrive from that info. Be yourself, like a hundred percent. Don't be afraid man. of that. Always no, and I know it me. sounds cheesy, but I really no, but it's, mean it. I really think I would have had a. Right. I'm so fortunate for the career I had, but I think I would have had an even bigger career if I was myself. Because mm -hmm. now it's like I yeah. said, I'm mm -hmm. finally starting to like be comfortable in my body and just right, right. feel like me. And I, I feel well, like opportunities are coming now. And right. it's like, I just think when you give that sort of energy, it's it's you get it back. And yeah, that's yeah. my belief anyways. I've seen, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot experience. of experience, you know, like especially in the modeling game, like there's in Brazil, you know, looks are very important. I yeah. think, and, and that culture. And I, I met a lot of different models and certain people, and um, it just felt that way, you know? Like, when there's a lot of, like, very pretty girls or whoever who was modeling in that game, but then the ones that stuck out were the ones that were just, like, 
very self-confident. Just Absolutely. Like being themselves like, eh, mm, whatever, like I got this job and it was okay and whatever. But they were, you know, like you said, you wanted to be around that energy, you know, people just being themselves. It was just yeah. refreshing. Well, know? and especially with modeling, I think it shows in the pictures, you know, yeah. it's totally. like someone could be totally. super hot or whatever, but if they're not fun to work yeah. with and like a, <laughs> a drag, right. like then yeah. the whole set just yeah, gets like it, tainted, you know, and right. it's like, it's no. So I, I definitely yeah. think attitude has a lot to do mm -hmm. with it. For a lot of different fields, like we were, we and were that saying. game has yeah. changed in the modeling world. Like from the super, you remember when we were young, there was like the supermodels, oh, like yeah. the original. Yeah. Those oh, OGs yeah. are still like they're in my mind. Still I'm like, fucking rocking. They're still <laughs> yeah. rocking it. Like, they're still you know rocking. What I'm saying, like when totally when Toby and I were working on the same street in Soho, there was I was working for Russell Simmons, so there was like his wife. Um, was coming in with the whole baby fat thing. Yeah. So there were a lot of models that were like Cindy Crawford or, or uh, who looks amazing still. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Naomi Campbell. Like Naomi Campbell. And I had to take all this stuff to like their places. Like, yo, take some baby fat stuff to their places. I was like, oh my god, like really. Yeah. Like, no, but you're right. When but I they're think, still, you know, I think of Christy Turlington. Who's yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. The sweetest fucking human being on the planet. You know, when she is just killing it till this day yeah, you know no, and exactly. i think that has a lot to do with it she's like one of those women who you know had had a lot more experience before i did and so yeah. she was just mm -hmm. so cool to me and that's awesome yeah you know just like i think i remember those women who were just fucking cool yeah, and like yeah, hey yeah, how you yeah. doing gave me their phone number if you need anything if you want to talk like right I remember that, and it shows on their part. Like, they're still Absolutely. working and killing the fucking totally. game, you know? I can yeah. think of women I worked with. <laughs> I know, oh, my those, God. Those, like, those I have stories, and just, like, I don't know where the, what they're doing. It's just nobody right. wants that energy. It's just... Yeah, it's nice you remember the positive ones that impact on I, you. It's Amber Valletta, Christy. Absolutely. I remember the girls who, like... Mm -hmm. Or just like I said, gave me their number if you so need cool. anything, yeah, and cool. yeah, and they're big I think, sister vibes, yeah, big sister vibes, yeah, totally, like nothing weird. It's like yeah, want <laughs> right. to come for you, help you out. Like, yeah, right? it's yeah. like it's we're all just trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah, and I was thinking about how like you you feel like you were being yourself, but at the same time you're like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You're still becoming a woman. You're yeah, a teenager. You're, you're still going through all that, and like you don't really know who you are then anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, really not supposed to know what, who you are. At that it's age. Speaking of therapy, it's interesting you say that because I was just talking about with my therapist that like I never had a chance to rebel when I was a kid because mm -hmm. I, my parents were very loose. I didn't have any rules. And then I started working when I was 14. So I was off traveling and sometimes alone and getting to do whatever fast. I wanted. And kids, a lot of kids get their identity through rebelling. Yeah. yeah. And I never had a chance to do that. I just like... Oh, cut your hair, do this. Like, I, I didn't know who the fuck I was supposed to be mm. at that age. And, and so I think, you know, especially becoming an adult, there was a lot of like ups and downs and ups and downs emotionally, yeah. um, mentally speaking. And now it's like I finally feel like I'm starting to find my identity. And it's awesome. um, beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. And it's like, okay, I'm 38. I wish it would have happened at 28, 18, whatever. But it's finally fucking happening to where mm -hmm. it's like, this is me. You like it. You, you like it, you don't, skin. you don't. Yeah. 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 Totally. So it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I just, I, I think girls who start that young or anybody who starts working that young and right. is kind of being told what box they need to fit in or mm -hmm. whatever, it's like, it's it hard be to be hard. yourself. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of pressure. I imagine man. I was like, that's a tough job. Crazy it's pressure, really man. Tough. To I, imagine. I, 
I love how now like they asked Max, what do you do besides this? Right. And so totally. Max, so Max yeah. had to send a video, him skating, playing drums on stage with us and surfing. And then a quick interview. And it was, it was so cute. He did it on the road, sent it to him. They loved it. So it's not just like your, your pretty face. It's like, what do you do? They mm-hmm. want personality. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So cool, Absolutely. That, that sure. is really cool. Yeah. No, it's, it is cool. And I think social media has a lot to do with it as well. It's like yes. almost anybody could be a model now, you right. know, and it's, that's your resume on your page. Like people see everything totally. you're about on your page, but it's all about this personality, personality. or what you're up to, yeah. what you're doing. And that's, what's making people interesting. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. just looks or right. kind of what's on our outsider. It's like people are actually, Oh fuck. They're, they're an amazing skateboarder. Yeah. They're an amazing right, server. Right. You could play the drums like a motherfucker, you know, yeah. like yeah. they're attracted yeah. to that. Like totally. what this person's about, which is really cool. And I think, Social media it's has a lot shallow, to say right? for it. It's totally, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like giving people a voice, and people are humans are just turned on to cool people. You're like <laughs> yeah. interesting people, you yeah. know. It's like it's pretty cool. Well, fuck, man. This has been awesome conversation, yeah. man. Fuck, yeah. Do you have any <laughs> things you want to ask her about? Or? Oh, let me think. No, no, I think for now. Yeah. How much time do you spend in Brazil? Mm. A lot of time, actually. That's I mean, this question. past two years, it's I haven't been there because of the pandemic. But normally, would you know, I just was there for like a month, and then uh, it really depends. But second home, you know, when yeah, it's it's uh, whenever I go back, I feel like it's going home, and it's nice to go back. So it's wonderful. What and part of Brazil do you usually? Sao Paulo. Kind of, Sao Paulo, yeah. Yeah, usually Sao Paulo. You know, that's I mean. You've been to Brazil? Yeah, we were times. just, um, Metallica was just down there in April. Yeah, that's and right. I so remember. So we were yeah. down there for a couple of weeks. Amazing. Yeah. So, oh so where God. do you like to go when you go there? I'm curious. In Brazil? Yeah. Cause... Unfortunately, we haven't had a lot of time, or I haven't had a chance to really like hunker down in Brazil. Oh, and, but I just, I love, some of my closest girlfriends are Brazilian. Um, and, uh, I just love the energy there, especially yeah. around music. So much like, passion and especially love and appreciation. Music. Oh my yeah. God. Like I honestly, when I see rock shows down there or any shows yeah, down yeah. there, it, I've watched the crowd more than I watch a yeah. band. Like, because it's just like such an emotional yeah. experience. It's so yeah. emotional. Totally. Yeah. And it's, people are so passionate. So they appreciate it so much, up. man. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to spend a lot of oh, man, time, but the food, it. talk about food. Ooh. Damn. Man, yeah. <laughs> So good. It's really yeah. incredible. Um, great food. I have a question for you. Yeah. How did you meet your man? That's a Lars? Good yeah, I mean, if you don't want to get personal. <laughs> no. Um, we, again, music, just like hanging out, hanging out around shows and concerts. And um, yeah, we had hung a lot together um, with our respective exes uh, a lot, like oh, wow. just at after shows mm-hmm. or ran into each other at parties. Um, and yeah, just, just throughout the years going to shows. Yeah, and yeah totally. Yeah. Just running into each other and be like, Oh, Hey, good to see you. And yeah. So we knew each other for several years before, um, actually start, we started dating and we just happened to run into each other, like right place, right time. Wow. Both mm-hmm. of us were single at the time. Wow. And it's like, Oh, Hey, like seeing him in a different light. And right. Yeah, and it's weird. It's I was cool. never attracted to him when I knew him as a friend. I was always like, fuck, Lars is the nicest guy. Like, he was, 
you guys know, like we meet so many people and it's like sometimes a lot, especially for me, it's like people don't remember my name and it's like, oh, what's your name again? And Lars would always make a point to come up and say, hey, Jess, how you doing? It was just the sweetest guy. And but I was like I said, we were most times we hung out. um, We were both with our respective exes. So I was so in love with my ex, you know, and um, till this day, I I love him. And um, so I'd never looked at Lars like that at all. But like I said, we just ran into each other, right place, right time. We were both wow. single and it was like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, like I just saw him in a completely different light and we've been together ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Is it hard dating a musician? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be hard. I mean, and I'm, yeah. um, I don't know. It's I, yeah, of course I could understand, right. for, especially for someone who doesn't know or isn't used to this kind of traveling yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, were, cause you were traveling since you yeah, were a kid. Yeah, I, I okay. get it. So if I were someone who didn't know that, mm-hmm. you know, I could see how it would be difficult. Like if I had just kind of like a nine to five job yeah, and totally. my husband was off yeah. for two weeks or three weeks, four weeks at a time doing God knows what. And I just didn't know, (laughs) you know, I can understand that, but I get it. You know, like I've been doing the same thing, the same gig in that sense with traveling for so long that it's, and I'm grateful that with, especially with modeling, like I could kind of travel from anywhere for a job. Yeah. So it's like, I could go with Lars and I'm on the road with him most of the time. Yeah, totally. And I love it. Like saying, like, I love being around, music so mm-hmm. it's yeah. um in that sense it's not hard and he's he'll even say it he's the biggest metallica fan on the planet so he's also That's such awesome. a giant music fan right. and we're just like so cool we both just love music so yeah. it's for me it's, it's beautiful it's not hard at all nice. to be honest right yeah um it's really it's really wonderful. I can't say. And it's not like, they, not like she's traveling friend. like how we travel. Okay, maybe you travel, but I don't travel like that. She's in the bus. She's fine. She's chilling, man. No, yeah. much fucking respect to you guys. Like the last time I was out with them in the summer and, you know, I could, I like work from my phone or whatever. Do But like, I don't know how you guys actually do this kind of travel and then get up on stage and like emote that kind of energy to yeah. a crowd. Like mm-hmm. it's. I've always respected it, but especially after the summer, I was like exhausted and you weren't performing and I wasn't doing (laughs) shit. Like I was just getting to like, look on happy cow. What restaurant am I going to go to next? And (laughs) no, but like I have found like such a new respect for you guys because it's like to do this kind of travel, which I'm not complaining at all. It's like such an incredible um, gift that we've been giving to travel the world the way Mm -hmm. we do. But it takes a lot on your body and it's like for you guys to actually get up and like get a fucking crowd of thousands of people going. Like I, I have so much respect and like, and doing it in a van too. That's what I'm saying. It's (laughs) like any way you fucking do it. We just did a van for five days. I was like, man, this is a long five days. The shows are great, but the vans, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I definitely know. And I'll never forget. You know, it's like hard to forget that feeling of like, Oh man, Back just keep it van. together. Like just the thoughts that go through your mind. But at the same time, it's such a beautiful moment to be it with is, people man. that you love to be with. Totally. You yeah. play with, you know, Best you friends, have brothers. Yeah. And it's 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 something super special. You know, you never really forget that. And it's I'm so grateful for that. Even the van stuff and Me too, man. Sleeping on floors or whatever that happened, you know, was part of 
I was just with a smile, like I'm here. You know, I'm traveling. I'm doing things that I want to do. You're living, yeah. And man. I think that makes you really young. And where people are like, oh, man, they're like, you look great for your age. So young, and, and, you, and you yeah. feel, you, you know, so young. Do actually. <laughs> and I was like, it's because I think I'm only like yeah. two feet away from you guys, and you do look and good it's, from it's, the same. It's incredible. I think it has to do a lot with Absolutely. doing something you love and you feel, you know, so yeah. passionate about. Yeah. You know, it it's keeps you young. Keeps yeah. you like. But I do like I. I it's fun, like the van stuff. You can laugh. There's a lot of laughing going on because you're the situations that are happening. Like, wow, I can't believe this, but. It's like you're really living life, you know. You're really in that moment. And no, very special. lucky to do what we love and play music and travel and yeah. all that, man. Really and also do it with like another thing I respect so much about both of you, and especially Lars, who's been doing this for forty years with these Ooh. guys. Um, I mean, being in a band, these are relationships that you guys yeah. have, and yeah. it's oh, like yeah. it's just like I, there's like I have like family members I don't talk to, you know. Right. And no, like, no, you're right. The you're fact right. that you guys can like keep these relationships solid says so much, and I think yeah. that that mm-hmm. shows in the longevity of yeah, yeah. and like looking young and happy mm-hmm. and being grateful for what you do because it's like you guys have found that spark with yeah and not it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it's like fuck right. i just love being with this person and that oh, turns absolutely. me on it makes me like yeah yeah excited for life and living and it's like it's so cool and i respect i respect that you guys travel the way you do and get up and like get a fucking crowd of thousands of people mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. but also the fact that you keep these relationships intact like during that travel yeah. and i think yeah. that that I mean, it's a dysfunctional family at times. You're bickering brothers <laughs> at course, times. Of course, it's yeah. like... At the day when you get on stage and you have this connection, you made this, you wrote these songs together and this, it's beautiful. And you're looking at the guy on the stage, you maybe you, you yelled at earlier in the van. Right. You're still your boys, you love each other, but then you sing these songs, you harmonize together, the crowd's right. singing your words. It's yeah. fucking... Yeah, it's magical. I can't explain it. Yeah, it's, it's hard so, to explain, but it's, it's definitely a magical moment, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. This no, has been a I magical mean, moment here, too. This has yeah. been a very Enjoy yourself your first podcast. Very much, yes. You were wonderful. Open book, well, beautiful yes. stories. Thank and you. I have a whole newfound respect and view of you as well. Thanks, Toby. Here in your no, journey. No, thank you guys for being gentle on my uh, first podcast. <laughs> no, easy peasy over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you're not, like, you're on hyper from the coffee. You're so chill, too. Yeah, it's like it's so weird because like when I first started getting back to coffee a couple months ago after like my matcha run or whatever bullshit, Matcha's I felt good, that though. rush. Yeah, that yeah. rush only lasted like two days, and now it's like it almost does nothing. But it's mm. just it's I don't know. It's a weird fucking yeah. thing, coffee. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you're in a good place and you're happy with yourself and comfortable in your body and all that and thank are you are there any more interviews or festivals that you're gonna be doing yeah so we're so. gonna be doing aftershock up in oh, yeah. sacramento i know that one sacramento. i almost yeah. went to that last year because my brother's awesome my brother's in the Austin. oh that's right and they played, yeah, with they played last, last year, year. Oh, yeah i remember right. you saying that. that's this year again when that's which, this year again that? uh that is the weekend of the is it the 6th october who's 6th? playing that this year yeah Oh, well, Taipei Houston. I got to give a shout hey. out to my boys. Um, hey. Slipknot, Kiss, Muse. Um, so who are you going to interview? Lamb of God. Oh, shout out to Randy. Yeah, yeah Randy. I love Randy. I actually met Randy for the first time uh, just this last weekend. Nice. We were watching yeah, Slipknot absolutely. together best. and stood next together. And what a sweetheart. And he's right. toured with Metallica a lot. Yeah, a so I have dude. the best stories from Lars. Yeah, Randy's <laughs> such a sweetheart. Slipknot kill it too, man. My son Jeez. loves Slipknot. They bro. are. Wow. I, I said I was going to go watch him for 20 minutes. Dude. I stayed the whole fucking time. It's like a madhouse. Like a, a, an madhouse. amazing yes. madhouse up there. It's like. 
That you just don't know anything about the band. I, know. I went and saw him. I was like, holy shit. It's really shit. grown to that level. Like, it started like 1999 when I was like, yeah. just got back no, in the band. No, you're right. Yeah. And went on tour with them. And I was like, who is this band? You know, and there was like, the lineup was like Slipknot headlining. And then it was like Slayer. And I was like, why is this band? They're so young. You know, they're headlining. And then I saw the show and I was like, okay, yeah. they really got like a young crowd. It's really cool. A whole different generation. And I was like, man, this is really impressive seeing them now like only like maybe a month and a half ago it was on point it was i was so like impressed by how much they've grown you know to level their fan base is incredible they're what they're doing on stage is i haven't seen anything like that the energy level is off the scale it's intense that show and i was watching on the side just like oh my god oh my god like it's so impressive. Shout out like, to Jay Weinberg, my man. He's a beast on man, the drums. They are all. Oh, it, he fucking killed it in Max, Kentucky. Do, do you want to say anything was... about Slipknot, Max? Why you like Slipknot? What do you think it is? Your attraction to Slipknot? Because you love. You turn me on to them. Talk in the mic, though. Pull it to your face, man. Wow. Come on, man. <laughs> Joey Bay's going to kill you. Um, I just like the the heavy, intense, loud, screaming music. That's that's it. And the drum. Jay Weinberg is one of the best. And um, do you like their masks? Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, I but you really love them. Like you always rock in them. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Old albums and new albums. <laughs> it's very theatrical. It's you know, like every detail on the stage is the like thought whole out. fucking package. Yeah. I have to say works. Like, it's God impressive. bless them for for yeah. rocking those masks during this, especially oh, in the summertime. I can't oh, even right. imagine. Like, but you know what? Bless crazy their hearts, but it's fucking cool. In the character. Yeah. Because they're so different yeah. people off stage, like sweet and nice. But I, I was terrified. You know, like, totally, I, like it's yeah. like they switch into a completely, into a char- like their characters on stage. And I was like, wow, this is so theatrical, musical, like every aspect of it I, I, I love. It's what? crazy. What? I, like I said, I went to see him for 20 minutes and ended up staying like almost two hours. So it was wow. like, I just like could not take my eyes off of them. It was, was there so a- rocking. A moment of time where nobody knew who they were and they wore masks before they showed their yeah. faces. I think so. From right? the jump, yeah. was it like that, Derek? Like, I, I I don't know. I I think so. Yeah. I don't know how long that time yeah, period was, either. but yeah. I'm pretty sure so people cool. didn't know like what they looked like or who they were. Oh or no, anything. no, they weren't showing their yeah. faces in the very beginning. Yeah, I remember totally. that. I thought it was cool to be like that big and famous. Yeah, but you could you could walk around. Yeah, and really you could to take go. totally. Photos yeah, because now yeah. it's like Corey was walking around this festival and I mean he's being hounded left and right you know yeah. so it's like even but backstage yeah. probably who knows even oh, backstage, yeah, even backstage. Oh, no, like yeah, yeah. and i i get it because when i'm with lars at, at oh. these things it's like forget about it yeah it's yeah. like we can't like go two feet without the guy getting stopped and yeah. so oh, it was like question. that for Corey at louder than oh, life yeah, for can sure. you and lars just go to the movies or go to starbucks or go out in public and people always recognize him uh and does he wear disguises no, he doesn't wear disguises. No, minus the mask over the last couple of years. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, um, can you guys? Is it always stopped? Is it always? Not always. No, but I mean, there definitely are some really random places. Will be. Um, trying to think be. of like the most random place. Like, can you, stopped, you two just but... go to the movies? Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Oh nice. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, we love going to the movies. Okay. It's like one of our okay. favorite things to do is go to the movies. Do you so. have to have security always? No. Okay. Okay. Nice. No. That's great. Okay. No. 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 Yeah, we he's went pretty low key. Like he could wear a hat, or whatever. Just like. Yeah. yeah, we actually went and saw Arch Enemy um, a few oh, months you went ago. To the show. Okay. Yeah, okay. and right. uh, who was it back? 
we saw someone he's like you don't have security and like some a friend we ran into we're like no should we that's cool i think that's it's awesome no really cool. so yeah, no yeah. he doesn't i Lars, this kind of thing is security draws more attention true you know very, very and true. of yeah. course i would i understand it maybe needed it like you know Corey was walking around backstage at louder than life with security and i get it because yeah. it's like yeah, that guy's yeah. like you know the mayor of louder than life and so it's like some he needs <laughs> right, if he needs yeah. some distance or whatever like i get it so some search uh situations of course but yeah. no we never you get to live a pretty normal life just travel. yeah, yeah. oh hell yeah because I, I, yeah. if i had security i would have definitely like a woman as a security yeah you know, totally for sure i know someone a best, pretty high profile person who has yeah. a, a female yeah she's like wow i love her. when she's around i'm like i feel good i'm like right, yeah. oh yeah she's she's super around low she's pro. Go. Yes, super low pro but she's go. a badass you know you well, especially know. For you, she's a badass like, you're so big and so recognizable unless you have somebody that's like eight feet tall you have to have somebody <laughs> that's like smaller that doesn't Bring more, yeah, tra- no, more attention yeah. to you. Exactly. I would have somebody that doesn't draw a lot of attention who's a badass. And it yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. It wouldn't be a dude. I can tell you that No, much. I think it's smart. The guys yeah. who have, or women, whoever have like these big dudes yeah. that just draw so much attention. But yeah. also, uh, Lars especially loves his fans, yeah. you know? Yeah, he's yeah. he's He knows that's like where it's at is yeah. the fans, you know? <laughs> Lars wouldn't be playing 40 years later That's doing amazing, what he's doing man. 40 no, years the, later the if it weren't for the fans so the you guys piece. know like yeah, yeah. Going, going across it's all about guys. the fucking fans and that's a big thing with metallica is like their their fans are their family like yeah. that's yeah. that's no joke to them so um no we don't have security <laughs> we don't know none of no, that like the two times i hung with you guys he was awesome first time meeting we had the crossroads and we yeah. went to the barracks the next day oh shit that's right he yeah, was like trying to right. skate he was awesome he was hanging out like yeah it's really nice Super chill, humble. He's trying to skate. Thank you for yeah, saying he, that. Yeah, he got on the board oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried is the operative word. Yeah. And there goes that tour. Yeah. <laughs> was Lasted about six <laughs> seconds, and then no, was they that. just doing something up there at the um. They did recorded some songs for like anniversary of the Black Album, and they did something up there at the oh uh, um Griffith Observatory. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. for Jimmy. Kimmel, yes, if I'm not, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was for the release of the Blacklist. Yeah, exactly. so we had no gig, so he could okay. the skateboard. It was cool. It was so. really cool. Yeah, it was right. fun <laughs> at the barracks. That was fucking cool. Well, fuck. Well, tonight's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Beautiful. I'm excited for that. I'm so excited. You guys will be there. Yeah. How many songs is he playing tonight? He's Do doing. Know? This will come out after anyway, two so songs. We're, we're yeah, yeah. No, no, yet. no. He's doing two songs with. Um, Geezer, uh, Geezer Butler, OG Miss, vegan, Black OG Sabbath. vegan. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I have some Animal Place swag that I had overnighted from Animal Place because nice. yeah. when Lars was like Geezer's right next to us, I was like, "Fuck Geezer!" I was like, "I need to give him like an Animal Place shirt." Oh hell yeah! So yeah. it was overnighted to to us, uh, and I just got that this morning. Um, nice. So I'm excited to get an Animal Place shirt on Geezer, um, and then with the rest of the foos doing um, what is he? Do, he's doing a couple Black Sabbath songs, and I'm trying to remember Yo, which Sabbath nice. songs. Fire. Um, I think Paranoid's one of them. Wow, um, dude. Exciting. Are you a big Foo yeah. Fighters fan? Yeah, more and more. You know what I love about the Foo Fighters? Like when someone asks me, like, what's the most rock and roll moment I've ever had? It's always the Foo Fighters. Like it's, I remember, we saw them at Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. and Huge festival. everybody every band has like their you guys know like their kind of ritual before going on stage mm -hmm. and 
I'll say this here. What the fuck with Metallica? It's like no nobody goes in the dressing room but Metallica, yeah, you know. And yeah. so it's which is of course I respect it. Seems it's like, like obvious thing for bands. of course yeah, like totally. they got to do their thing. They got to change. It's like the four yeah, of them yeah. still share dressing room and um, awesome, man. which is fucking cool after forty years. Incredible. But like with the Foo Fighters, we kind of show up to go say hi right before they're going on stage. Like literally they're about to go on stage. And so I'm waiting outside the dressing room. Lars walks in and I'm like, I'm a chick. I'm going to hang outside the dressing room. Let them <laughs> Pat fucking smear opens the door and Best. he's like, what you doing girl? And I was like, <laughs> uh, just hanging. He's like, get your ass in here. And I was like, okay. You know, and I just like walked in and they're all like drinking champagne and whatever the fuck Pat they're doing. And oh, yeah. But like right before they're going on stage. And that was just to me, like such a, it's like, it's only rock and roll. You yeah, know what I mean? And that, yeah. that's like, I don't know. They they kind of are the epitome of that. Like it's totally. just it's only rock and roll and like it's so I just love those they're just yeah. so sweet, those guys. Yeah, totally. And of course yeah. it's yeah. like Dave is like to go from Nirvana to this, it's He's like so cool. just even Lars, it's like, who the fuck is this? Like, yeah. how does this guy keep going the way he's going? I like, mean, I, when I, does I he sleep? Him so much. I mean, I'm so happy that he is such a cool person. Yeah. Like I'm a big big Dave. fan of Dave. Yeah, yeah it's the, almost like nice from the get-go. You know, yeah. so I've always like been finally meeting him. We we, wow. we we knew him of yeah. his punk band Scream. So yeah. we saw yeah, him in the eighties before shit. any yeah. of this. And that's insane. we're already fans. Yeah, like, already know from fans that. Yeah. Of that. So his journey is just incredible, yeah. man. Yeah. Coming from Virginia. Incredible. It's just journey. incredible, man. The, all of them are just such yeah. sweethearts and yeah, so attitude. just and they kill yeah it. they kill it yeah man. thank you to Shiflet for inviting us tonight my family it's gonna, it's gonna be awesome he was on the party he's a beautiful soul Chris Shiflet shout out to Chris Shiflet yeah no we're we're stoked it'll be a um of course we we all wish this night weren't happening exactly. you know rest in peace Taylor but um yeah. I remember with Chris's uh you know there was a nice big tribute at the forum for Chris Cornell which yeah. was just uh it was just such like it gives me goosebumps like yeah. just good vibes you know everybody was there just so full of love and to kind of see it's gonna be beautiful tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be a beaut- yeah. yeah really emotional um and like we're saying like those guys are just good guys mm-hmm. and uh everybody wants to be there and support so if his son plays drums again i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna lose it with you yeah we'll just <laughs> we'll Unreal, cry man. together yeah. and it was incredibly it was incredible, shane man. yeah what a sweet boy yeah just Damn. beautiful boy it was uh yeah Lars was standing on the stage at the the Wembley Stadium one and sent me like videos from the stage wow. and just like the fucking yeah. energy coming from that kid like Amazing. just breaks your heart and mm-hmm. we have to get you back to your husband because you can be late for uh sound check too. yeah yeah it's already 4 30 we have to get you back right oh my is God, it 4 30 really? yeah we have to get you back oh my God. no fucking way it's 4 30 and we've been talking for like two and a half hours <laughs> Sorry, can you get mad at us it's only been no two he's not gonna it's get two, mad it's two hours exactly <laughs> no i'll head out of here it's all good so this is your first podcast experience thank you yeah. for being here thank you so much i hope much, you don't do any more just ours yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> officially will only do this this podcast we've been talking about doing this for so long glad it happened yeah me thank you for having me it's really an honor to do this with the two of you guys and max Max is yeah, Max made an appearance oh, full of triscuits. Yeah, go. I think those triscuits. are triscuits. Yeah, they, yeah. Triscuits. What the fuck year is it, man? <laughs> I, um, no, this is a fucking honor. Thank you guys for having me. This yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So Animal Place, they can look up and please can... look up Animal Place. It is really just I'm so passionate about them. My heart and soul. Just an incredible group of people that are really making a difference. Oh, and look out for you here. with Licorice Pizza project. Hell, you hell yeah, yeah. Licorice Pizza Records, Rolling Live Studios. And then you got your, some, your Instagram, some cool shit your coming. name on the gram. You uh, have a website too or no? No, I do okay. not have one. Okay. Not yet, but... Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It's coming. Like I said, I'm just uh, trying to figure out Instagrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the TikToks. Like and living, the TikToks. living in the dark. I don't even have TikTok. It's like okay. I'm living it's in the fucking right. dark ages over here. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank you, thank Toby. You, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, thank, thank you, both Max. So much. So awesome. Love man. you, Max. Bye, everybody. Signing off. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swipe the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. <laughs>